Here's the drill. I'm your history teacher from now on. We will call this class Gaming History X. We will discuss current events. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History X, the video game podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me this time, very special guest for episode 40. Well, not guest. Actually, very special returning host. Yes, he is my brother in crime, but he is across the pond. Jam, how are you, sir? Well, I thank you very much. I'm doing very well, sir. <laughs> it is a pleasure to have you aboard. I know you've been out, you know, changing the world for better or worse, jet-setting Playboy. You've been on mm-hmm. um, on the rise, on the fall, and on the mend. I'm just making shit up at this point. Um, but it's great to have you back. Thank you very much it's, for joining it's, us today. Uh, it's, it's great to be back, I have to say. Absolutely. Pretty from the bottom of my heart as well. Well, and the, the current plan is to have you join us uh, at least every other week. Um, if you ever want to just forego sleep completely, like a Absolutely. Mr. Urquhart, um, <laughs> you know, we, we record the ones with trees at 2 a.m. your time. You're always welcome. <laughs> but uh, And I don't want to put you on the spot, but I just want to throw it out there um, mm-hmm. that you and trees are welcome to do solo podcasts at any time and or even do podcasts with each other or alone. Uh, for those uh, those downtimes, this is just when I'm available. So yet again, like the rest of the internet, I'm making it all about me. <laughs> oh, could you imagine fans, me and trees? It'd just be the chillax podcast. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. We'd have to call it like like it'd have to be like. Uh, oh, what are those people that uh, you go visit when you just want to like chill out? They're uh, like a guru. It'd be like the guru corner. Trees doesn't give a fuck about anything, and you're, like, real specific about everything, and uh, it would be, like, the most uh, apathetic and accurate podcast we've probably ever done on this site. (laughs) (laughs) 2019, 2019. That's right. The Guru Podcast in 2019. It writes itself. Somebody get them a feed so they don't have to worry about anything else. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, Welcome to episode 40, and uh, here's here's for more in the future. Again, um, the biggest challenge Jam and I run into is that we're both uh, busy married guys in our worlds and six hours uh, split us apart, which uh, you wouldn't think is that big of a deal. But when you uh, when you live a life, um, it, it, it really is everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have six hours before or after work ever anywhere. So uh, we do we do struggle through it, but we've we've got a plan in place. I think that'll work. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jim, uh, video games aside, we will be talking about those in a minute. How are you doing? Anything you want to talk about? In uh, I don't want to get too personal, but anything going on in in the world outside of video games you want to chit chat about? Mention before we uh, go into uh, into the bleep bloops. Uh, well, I might as well. Yeah, I could do. It's um, yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a new year. It's a new start. So I'm just I'm getting started. I'm working on some new projects. But one of the I might as well just promo this straight away. But this um, upcoming weekend that's coming, I'm going to London. It's been a while since I've actually done London. I used to live near London. I should sort of paraphrase. So I used to go there all the time for like you know concerts, gigs, and all that. Which, funny enough, we might actually reference a bit later with something else. <laughs> but, yes, we but, will. Um, <laughs> 
But I'm going to a event, uh, the V&A Museum, which I don't know if you've heard of that. It's like, uh, it's it's one of the big free we call it in london where there's the vna museum there's the natural history museum which you probably have heard of and um the science museum but at the vna i actually know about all of those uh but the vna i didn't know very well until you mentioned actually uh just privately in our chats that you were Mm. going and i looked it up so yeah, most when I speak to most people, at least from abroad, anyway, they don't. They've never heard of it. They've, most people have heard of the natural history one, but not the VNA or the British Museum, which is the big one. Right, um, and I'm a little more into museums than most, but I didn't know about the VNA until you mentioned it. <clears throat> and there's a so there's a show going on. It's been going on for the last year there, which is called. Um, I, I actually had to look, just double check because this name is a bit dumb. Sorry, <laughs> but it's called. Um, it's, it's okay. Called, Nobody listens uh, that works for yeah, the VNA. So I know exactly. <laughs> it's called video games design dash play dash disrupt. So I thought, is that really what it's called? <laughs> so um, oh fair enough. But what, oh whatever boy. it is, a blogger um, came up with that one. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's basically a a show that's sort of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be like a celebration of video games, but it is a it's bit of everything. Forward slashes. This is totally a. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally a fucking uh, uh, blogger or somebody from the internet design <laughs> forward slash play forward slash disrupt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it is. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like it'll be going back to my sort of like university roots where everything was artsy fartsy and super cool, man. You know, like when you're yeah. like art cinema and all that crap. <laughs> and then One you thing get older that blows and... me away about the VNA, which stands for Victoria and Albert Museum. Yeah. I'm just mentioning it uh, for for those of us who are stupid Americans like me. Um, admission is free. Now it does say some yep. exhibitions, so it's possible yeah, that this this, <laughs> this will have a, a price, but. The idea that a museum is free is actually quite rare, um, to be honest. Uh, is that uh, common over in England? In L- London, it's very common. Like the um, the Natural so History cool. Museum is free, Science Museum is free. That's the VNA is free. Uh, the National Gallery is free, uh, which is good. <laughs> I used awesome. to go there all the time. Yeah, I love that one. Um, I'm trying to. There's a, there are paid ones as well, so it's a bit of everything. But yeah, right. but like but in Chicago, we have a bunch of big museums. Uh, I grew up around museums, you know. Uh, thankfully, uh, in Chicago, and um, they had free days. Or if you were like a student, there were like free options. Like they were like, oh, okay, during this time period, you know, usually I think it was summer, not the school year. Um, if you have a student ID, you can get in for free and stuff like that, which was cool. But like at the same time, it was hard because like your parents didn't want to go because museum entries like in, especially in Chicago, were like 25 bucks, you know? And so like, or, or even if it was like 10 or 15, like still your parents are like, okay, I'm gonna spend 30 bucks. He gets in for free, which is cool, but I'm gonna spend 30 bucks. And then we've got to plan a day trip to Chicago and stuff like that. Whereas with London, like it's not easy to plan a day trip to London. I know this. Um, or I imagine this. I've never done it myself. But at the same time, you're getting to take in all this culture for free. It almost kind of justifies itself, it seems. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, well, if the, my, my advice would be, here's, give me a call. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll sort you out. <laughs> so. Yes, please. Uh, I will uh, jump on a plane now. <laughs> Absolutely. I've been meaning to go to London for a long time. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, I'm not really too sure what to expect to this event. I thought I, I'd, I'd heard about it in um, newspapers here a while ago, and, I, and a few podcasts actually. But so, it, but I thought I would go check it out. Um, 
it's uh, and well, we just see what it's all about. And I'll probably cover it for the website as well. Just see sort of, uh, you know, take some pictures, do that sort of fun stuff. And um, it could be it, my my slight prediction is it's probably going to be super artsy fartsy, but you never know. <laughs> I might be surprised. <laughs> but, you know, there ain't nothing wrong with posh, right? <laughs> it's like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's um, I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to trying to sort of phrase it in a way that's just kind of amusing, but because uh, I don't, I actually don't <laughs> mind artsy stuff. Um, it's um, but the it sometimes um, shall we say some people's art style is not my particular taste the example i used to say over here in the uk is we have another art museum called the tate museum or the tate modern you might have heard mm-hmm. of that i have um, yes which is quite well known for its modern art which um, i've been there many times and usually it's just complete and utter horseshit just a bunch <laughs> of pollock <laughs> paintings all over the exactly. place yeah. so, whereas the national whereas, you know national gallery which is to me that's that's all like you know it's all old art isn't it it's all the old um paintings and stuff like that mm. um that to be sorry guys that to be his art <laughs> it's just like that's you know well at least maybe again it's you know it's it, whatever it's whatever your opinion is i guess but um pff, i don't know i'm just i'm just digging myself a hole that's what i'm doing no, no, so I'm, well, I'm predicting the comments <laughs> it's like, fuck you, Pam. <laughs> no 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 uh it's it's very interesting i you know, I'm of I've of two minds. I I want to try to do trips like this myself. I'm trying to plan a trip over to Galloping Ghosts. Uh, Doc, who's over there, he's kind of like the uh, the the what's the word I want to look for? Or I'm looking for the uh, kind of the hype man, right? He goes to all the game conventions and stuff like that. And I met him over at uh, at Midwest Gaming Classic when I went a couple years back with Matt. Um, and uh, I want to head over there. And he said, "Let me know in advance. I'll do an interview and stuff like that. If you got a camera, we can do it on camera." I said, "I'd probably do audio only." Um, and he was like, "That's fine." And he goes, "I'll let you have a tour, and I'll let you, you know, um, check everything out." He goes, "I can get you free entrance." And I, I told him, "I was like, no, nah, I'll pay to get in. Like, I love what you're doing. The last thing I want to do is siphon any money out of it, um, and get to go check it out." The on on the side note, I might even get to meet Strip Mahjong in the flesh, uh, which yeah. would be cool, and possibly even Beardy uh, if I want to head that far north, uh, but. Uh, if they'll have me, by the way, I should point out. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to try to do that. I, I definitely want to get out to Fresno, Texas, where we've got that video game museum, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, entrance isn't that expensive. It's like 10 bucks. I get that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, you know, we'll see what's, what's up there. But I want to go start checking these things out. Um, the unfortunate passing of uh, Sid um, from uh, up in Ontario, um, Sid Bolton. Uh, who I mm. did Lost Treasures of Gaming with and, and a couple other projects with. Great guy. Absolutely great guy. And I've never met him in the flesh. Now I won't get to because he passed, mm. you know. And uh, that museum is getting auctioned off. And I understand that. Oh. Like, his wife is not going to take care of that stuff. You know what I mean? Course, and I don't yeah. mean, like, she's incapable of it. I mean, that's not her life's work. Sid did it, and she understood that that's not going to work. Now, she is trying to sell it as a package, and I've never checked up on the updates with that. I need to check on that. That'd be interesting. Um, See what happens, yeah. Well, because she wanted somebody who could curate it and continue the legacy to grab it. The problem is is that that museum, I mean, I think she was selling it for somewhere around three-quarter of a million dollars, which is not surprising. <sighs> and that's, well, and that's Canadian, right? Oh, Canadian, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fair you're enough. talking probably... <laughs> Somewhere Chase is like, you motherfucker. <laughs> You're probably talking closer to like just over half a million dollars American. Yeah. But 
Right, that's got to be a lovely undertaking. And if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would totally do oh, it. Yeah. You know, but like you can't sell your house, and and some of us aren't lucky enough to be able to get that much for our house. But like you can't sell your house and like couple it with some other investments you've got, and just buy that museum and move up to Ontario and do it. I'd love to do it, but I just don't know if that's you know if if, if that's. Uh, um, feasible and i don't know if that museum ever made any money you know what i mean sid was a yeah. very talented programmer um and i think he was independently doing pretty well just doing that work we never talked about income or anything but it just seemed like his was a labor of love and a lot of people got cynical about her price point but at the same time it's like no no no, no. okay so just because he was a philanthropist and uh a museum curator does not mean you sell a collection that was revered as probably one of the largest, if not the largest uh, North American collections of all time and let it go for a song in the wake of the tragedy of his death. You know what I mean? Like he had so many rare pieces and so many things that people had donated to that museum that the least Mm. you can do is try to keep the legacy alive. And if you don't, you just give it to a collector who ideally would let somebody like a Frank Cifaldi come in. And like, that's what I would do, right? If I bought that museum for half a million dollars, the first thing I would do is shut it down for like two months and say, we are going to go in there. We are going to inventorize it, and we are going to create a business plan. And in the meantime, Frank Cifaldi and all people like him get 100%. They get keys to the fucking door, Mm -hmm. and they just get to come and go and scan and whatever, and you treat it like a real library. You just can't bring anything out of here, and you Mm. just harvest it, right, for what it's worth. And then you go back and try to make a business out of it, but... Yeah, it's not like plan. You just need to win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably sold at this point or whatnot, and mm. here's hoping. But like I said, these exhibits, right, like you said, with your expectations being low, they are what they are, but I like that you do it um, because it can net some really cool things. And I think every time you've gone to an expo like this, especially over in Europe, I find it fascinating because you guys have so much more – the word I'm looking for, I think, is enthusiasm about this. Mm. I just feel like um, – the British gaming scene, the, you like, uh, you know, Edge Magazine and, and many uh, oh, yeah. things Absolutely. like it get criticized justifiably so for being really hard on games. And then you've got the flip side, which <laughs> oh, is yeah. the fan sites. They, they have blinders on because they don't know how to not be sensationalistic. But somewhere in the middle is a majority of European gamers, in my opinion. And mm. they're a real fascinating group. Um, and I don't mean that in like a study kind of way. I mean, they... Like, it's just incredibly positive, and it doesn't get bogged down with its own head up, its own ass too much. And most importantly, I get the feeling that these people come from, yourself included, like a world where they grew up playing these games that they love so much. And they go back to it, flaws and all, and just love it like a family member almost, like your beloved games. Like, I would never try to talk Psy1 into any sort of critical discussion about booty. I know better. And for the record, Booty is a ZX Spectrum game, not getting ass. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and the same is true of, I joke about it all the time, but I mean, it comes from a real place. You know, the people who it's like, nobody wants to hear a fucking snarky American tear down rare. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can, you can take a critical eye to it. But, you know, people, most people I talk to are just like, you know, I love it, flaws and all. You know, and Andy will be the first one to have that same discussion about Sonic. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. There's something just genuine about it, I guess is what I would say. Mm. So, 
I don't know. I'm planning this year to do a few, well, hopefully a few more visits because there's a place in Cambridge, um, which I'm living a bit close to now, which has got a, a museum set up over the last few years. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully there'll be more of this sort of stuff this year to have a chance to see. Well, someone was joking. I was listening to Waypoint and they have, uh, oh, what's his face? That dude who his podcast is like so-and-so ruins everything. Hold on. It's not podcast. It's his TV show. Adam. Have you ever heard of this? It's a TV show. It's an American TV show, but it's like Adam ruins everything. And he like takes stuff that you believe and like tells you how it's not true and hits you with the facts about how things are, are terrible. And, I think like, I have heard this. Yeah, I've heard yeah this. he recently did, I think it was this week, uh, the episode airs that uh, he ruins games. And he talks about how like nobody plays Monopoly by the real rules with the auction house and everything. And he talks about how the Olympics are fucking rigged. And he talks about how <laughs> uh, they have scientifically proven that violent video games don't lead to violence and stuff like that. I think which, that might be where I heard it from. So. Yeah, and it'd be clever to hear him say that because I've never heard of any definitive study that said that yet. Nobody's got the balls to straight out say that. But we all kind of have our clear opinions as, as enthusiasts. But um, <clears throat> anyway... He was talking about it, and uh, uh, holy shit, I just blanked on where I was going with this. No. Violent video games? No, study. There's no studies, no, no evidence? No. Um. Well, I'm, well, I'm sort of referring to, um, obviously, talking about stuff from our childhood, but just still defending it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to remember where he was going with where I was going with that, but he he made a very great statement just about um nah, I lost it. I'm sorry. I I I went down a bunny trail and it was worthwhile yeah. and I fucking lost it. It's going to hit you later. <laughs> yes. So we'll let the show continue on instead of sit here and wait for me to to get it. The old memory's going, I guess. Uh but but yeah, so I just, I just like people who, who genuinely appreciate things like that. And um, Oh, that's uh, it came to me. There yep. we go. He was talking about going to the Nintendo store in New York. Oh, yeah. And he goes, in there, okay, right? It's just a Nintendo store. In the back, it's in gla uh, like glass or whatever, but it's not like guarded or anything, is an original Miyamoto design document for World like 1-1 or 1-2 in Super Mario Brothers. Mm. And he goes, and I got all Indiana Jones. I'm like, why is this not in a museum? Why is this in a Nintendo store where none of the employees give a shit about it? And if somebody wanted to bad enough, they could totally national treasure this shit right out of here. That makes <laughs> you know, a movie. <laughs> right? And that's totally true, right? Like, why, why do the... Video games, because they're such a com consumer product, end up uh, just the the history of it all ends up in the weirdest places. Mm. And I'm going to say it here and now. I think moving forward we can preserve it, but I don't know. The past will be like the dinosaurs, right? Where like the the science to keep hold of it and the interest in doing so simply just didn't exist when these things were commonplace, when these things were happening. You know, and there's yeah. cultural stuff like developers only talking about the good and not the bad. I dug really deep on Fantasy Star uh, when I was playing that. And um, you will hear, I, I apologize if you can hear my uh, my uh, daughter and my brother in the background. <laughs> they are, no joke, way upstairs, but they're, they're loud and might be being picked up on my mic, so I'm sorry for that. Um, but yeah, like uh, it, ja the Japanese will only talk about the positive sides of the development of Fantasy Star. You will never, they were just like, no, there weren't too many struggles. Nothing outside of the norm. And we just, it, we're left there with it, right? <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> explained. <laughs> and you know that's bullshit. Nobody's ever made a video game where it was like, oh, it's, you know, it's all right. Couple hiccups here and there. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, I've taken us for a turn. Uh, anything else going that's all, that's on? That's all part of the fun there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, anything no. else going on? Anything else? Uh, Perky. <laughs> oh God! Wow! Wow! Shitty choice of words. <laughs> no, no, not in terms of. I've I've had some um, sort of personal life, real life issues um, been happening, but I things have um, sort of settled down a bit now, which is uh, which is good. But um, feel kind of getting getting gradually back on track with things is what I'm saying, which is good. But. Um, might be a good one more because I was going to leave this till the end, but I, I sort of I appreciate all the sort of the kind things people have been sort of saying in the Discord because I've kind of taken a break there for a bit just I needed mm-hmm. to just to address issues and uh, yeah, yeah like said, we're intense bit, here, <laughs> but yeah, but no, but everything's sort of fine, everything's okay. I'm getting on on top of life and everything, all that fun stuff. But uh, I, maybe I'll just be more open, honest, and as I've been with Fred before we started this show, where I was just swearing more than I usually do, so <laughs> just it's just, just kind of once, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, and I, 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 I want to reflect the same thing. And so this is a little unintentional shout out to, uh, those in the discord. Like, thank you, everybody. We've actually had, you know, a lot of positive things, uh, come out of the discord, some great discussions. We've kind of streamlined the discord to just people ask about this stuff. Like there's not a ton of organization cause there's not a ton of discussions going on. We just kind of have the shout box for the attentive people. And then people like me who are a little tinkerers, it's kind of the tinkerer section. I call it tech 101. I'm almost thinking about changing it to calling it like tinkers corner or something. <laughs> and, uh, because it really is about people who just want to talk about, you know, like Andrew and I have talked about like PAL frame rates, you know, <laughs> mm. and Warham and I had this long discussion the other night about rewiring arcade cabinets and um, dealing with arcade yokes, you know, and the Mr. Project and stuff like that. So it's about that real deep seated shit that you got to read a book about and stuff. Um and then the, the shout box has been great, but some great discussions have come from it. And uh, I encourage anyone who's out there who either hasn't joined the Discord or hasn't been in there long, I don't know what people were expecting. I think people were expecting this like really intense, deep retro discussions or like tons of updates. And there really aren't. And I think it's because there's a select few that are in it. And it's mm. also because when something sparks, it gets going. But like it's the retro scene, like... Sometimes just nothing's sparking right now. You know what I mean? People are playing games and living their lives. Uh, And don't let that discourage you. Like, it's just a fun server to have on your Discord, and you go check it out when you see there's an update. You know what I mean? Um, And that's kind of the purpose of it. But I got burned out as well. I was trying to do that The Experience podcast. And spoilers here, uh, I don't know if that's going to kick off. I'm too much of a perfectionist. I was telling Jam about it, and it might be better in the written form. So I'm going to do some beta testing in the written form. So sorry, Fantasy Star fans. You're going to have to read something. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the podcast was like two hours, and there was lots of ums and weird stuff, and I get lost in thought and stuff like that and take bunny trails. And it just wasn't where I wanted it to be. So I think I can be more precise in an article. But everybody's been great when I was just like, I'm just so tired, and like this week I passed out two times this week late at night trying to finish up projects and people are like, don't burn yourself out. And nobody's asking me to do it. Like this is all self-driven. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, we're our own biggest critics, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's been awesome. So if you haven't joined the discord, I want to consider it and, uh, don't be, don't be worried. Like you come in and say hi, 
and we've got that high stuff, but like you got to realize like these are not people who like live on Discord. These are people who come and go. And I I, I kind of like that about our Discord. Um uh. and and Jim, you're a perfect example, right? You had to take a couple weeks off. Nobody made a big deal out of it. People, you know, reached a handout and uh and we're here for you. And yeah, I think that's really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's nice. So. It's nice. It's uh it's a it's a unique Discord to say the least. Uh, oh, it's definitely unique. <laughs> Absolutely, we are a unique bunch. Uh, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, uh, so, and I will get into it probably in more kind of written stuff. But uh, the only thing I've really been doing is just maintaining. But I did. And I, I talked about it on the last episode, but I did get one of those one up you uh, one up yours <laughs> arcade one up, one yours. up, arcade one up cabinets yep. uh, for Street Fighter, and uh, I decided yep. I'd had enough with the limitations of it. And so last night over a Chiefs football game, which my brother was very dramatic over, uh, he was very interested. And he's very emotional with with sports, and that's actually kind of um, it's actually kind of. Uh, uh, appealing to watch because I don't have that kind of connection. I have it with games, but not with sports. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people want to be cynics about it, but you know, sports, are, sports people who are emotional about sports makes up a larger population than any gaming crowd. It, it does. Yep. <laughs> and I have to say there's something kind of uh, interesting and admirable about watching somebody who's really into it because they enjoy the games on a level you don't and they bring your you know, experience up, right? They hype it up. And then my wife's kind of into that stuff. So she got home from work and started watching the game. Whole time I'm rewiring the fucking cabinet to like work with a Raspberry <laughs> Pi. I will have you know, I didn't fuck anything up. Everything nice. worked. I even drilled holes. I had to drill holes and I've never used a drill before. Wow. Um, not since wood shop class in high school. Mm-hmm. Didn't drill through anything. But I had to drill screw holes for the uh, joysticks. I replaced the joysticks with um, – I replaced everything with more authentic versions of them, mm-hmm. um, more sturdy too, and everything worked. The Raspberry Pi fucking sucks though. Uh, yeah, I have so many problems with the Pi. I finally got Neo Geo working on it, so there's that. So if anybody good. needs some help with Neo Geo, you let me know. It's so stupid what the answer was. Um, but – now my problem is when I plug in the controller one, which would be the USB left side, the, the controls left side, mm. everything works fine in my testing. The second you plug in the right side and make it controller two, which you don't get to define as you probably know, because I know you've played around with the Pi. You don't get to uh, yeah, define yeah. it. You just plug it in and it just detects yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. It keeps making controller two, controller one. Uh. And since they are the same USB board, I can't get the Pi to like listen, right? And so I get stuck where I enter a game and then the controls don't work. And mm. so I've just about had it. And so I was going to just stick with just controller one, you know, and just run the Pi that way. And then I was like, why am I running a Pi? I have several main machines mm-hmm. that I've had in my Pit Fighter cabinet and everything. So I'm going to take it to the next level. And I'm just going to put nice. a fucking main computer in there because I don't have to buy it. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just going to have a MAME computer that launches to it, and then I can define those buttons individually per USB controller. Mm. I might even take my old iPack. I might get crazy with it and take my old iPack and start just wiring that shit. Yeah, soldering and shit. But anyway, uh, so that's the next step. For now, I've just hooked it up, and I might spend a week or two with the Pi. The Pi actually performs incredibly well, but there are certain Mm. games like Killer Instinct that it's just not strong enough for. I can't do Daphne stuff, and an FMV fan like me, there's that. 
the Pi doesn't do great with the um, board that hooks up to the LCD. It doesn't mm. do great with converting that to good resolutions, and the Pi will only do resolutions it can detect. So mm. I had to do weird 4 by 3 and 16 by 9 aspect ratio shifts and whatnot. I can just program all that into the main front end on a PC, and I can change the resolution to exactly what that LCD needs, which is like 1020... No, it's like 1200 by 1024 or something. It's a weird 4 by 3 resolution that's in between 720p and uh, 1080p. And so I can just program my, my PC to output that resolution. Mm. And then it'll look perfect, right? And so yeah, I right. just need to play around with it. There's going to be more tinkering. It's become a bigger project, but like in a good way. That's, right? it, isn't it, that's the best bit, though, is that even though, say what, the Raspberry Pi thing failed, but you've got a, a new lease on the, on the project, which is cool. Well, and the hardware works, which is the part that scared yeah. me, right? The, the, when I press the buttons, the buttons react. When I move the joystick, when I... I, I measured three times, drilled once. I didn't drill through anything. I was waiting for that to happen. My brother-in-law was eagerly waiting for that to happen as well. <laughs> Wait, never be him laughing. <laughs> yes, because uh, the Chiefs did lose, so it was a rough night. So he, <laughs> he drank a few before that happened, and then a lot more when it happened. <laughs> I stayed relatively sober, and not just because I was working on the project, but when you get busy, you just don't. Yeah. Drinking is just not your goal. Um but uh, but but it, all in all, it was a very good night, and um, and I got to watch some New Japan wrestling as well, which nice. is slowly getting me very into, which is a fascinating thing, uh, especially because they were doing a Mexican night, and so um, I was hearing Spanish, Japanese, and English, and I understand about like two percent of Japanese. I understand one hundred percent of Spanish. Like I I hmm. can I can't speak Spanish with one hundred percent fluidity. I have to think about my words, and I always get the tense wrong, like subjunctive yeah. or not or whatnot. But I understand one hundred percent. I can watch things in Spanish um, without without really any problems. I might not well. I can understand the concepts 100%. I might not be able to directly translate, transcribe 100% of everything I hear, but I get the yeah. gist of it because of details in the outer lying stuff. So it was fascinating to hear part Japanese, part Spanish, and then an English commentator. It was pretty, <laughs> it's pretty cool to hear. <laughs> so, and the commentators do not speak Japanese or Spanish, so mm. they're just winging it too. They're just watching it and commentating on what they know because they know a lot about wrestling. So it's pretty yeah. fascinating. But like I said, all in all, it's a lot of fun, and I still haven't broken anything yet. So uh, again, I did it in a three-step process. I was very pleased when I hooked up the monitor, and it worked. And then I was very pleased when I hooked up the controls, and they worked. And then I rewired them, and it worked. So um, I don't know if I would recommend it for the general populace. And that ETA Prime on YouTube makes it look real easy. But well, especially with the, <laughs> well, but especially with the controls and stuff. Actually, yeah. the the first part's pretty easy. But yeah, he doesn't talk anything about how he sets up his Pi. So I have no idea how he got the resolution results he got. And maybe it's because he didn't play around with much other than like Street Fighter. I can make Street Fighter look fine. But uh, get to Dodon Pachi and the resolution's mm -hmm. all fucked up. And um and he didn't talk about the two-player stuff. He didn't have problems with those and whatnot. And so I'm like, mm, why don't I do what I know best? Uh, and he drilled a lot. Like, he just casually says it in his video. I didn't even mention – I didn't even notice it till last night. You know, I'm, like, watching the video because I'm ready to – getting ready to do it before the game starts. My brother and Lazabets come over. And he just casually says it. He's like, yep. And then you mount the, uh, the joysticks, your new HAP joysticks. And he goes, make sure to drill your holes because they won't fit with the holes that are in there. And I said, wait, back up. What? <laughs> 
And I did it real deductive. I asked my brother-in-law, I said, do you guys have like a power drill? And he goes, yeah, we do. And I said, can you bring a bunch of small bits? And he goes, yeah, we got a bit kit. And so he brought it over. And I just grabbed nice. the bits from the smallest and just kept putting in the bigger bits until they matched the size of the hole that the screws were in. And I was like, okay, mm. that's the bit, right? And then just did it. So, um, but yeah, all in all, it was fun. But that's that's mostly what I've been jacking around with. And other than that, I've just been uh, playing games. Uh, but lots mm. of stuff has happened, and we had talked about we'll talk about that. So, well, we yeah, about that pie bow for a moment. Is um, oh, that's sure, the thing yeah. that frustrated me? Frustrated me? That's what. Ugh, excuse me. What? That's what frustrated me when I was building um, the pie uh, a few years ago. Is that when um, you look at some of these videos on YouTube and even some of the blog entries, they they really skip over some of the bits you really want questions answered about. You know? Yeah, people said they really liked my live stream stuff. They said you're a little slower. So, like, of course, there yeah. was the usual brunt of people who I understand these people because I've been them. But, like, you're frustrated. You just want to set up the pie. Where mm. the fuck is the resolution setting? Where the fuck is it? I can't find it. You've gone through a ton of videos. You've Googled it. And everybody's talking about changing config files because they're all technical and this and that. And you just want to find your answer. And you get to mine. And I get to it. But, like, it takes 45 just, Yeah, it just takes a bit of time. <laughs> but for people who are just starting it from scratch, who just want to like turn the video on and have their computer next to them and set up a pie, they've said that those videos are very helpful because I don't miss anything because I'm just learning as I go. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I, I, you know, again, there's no right answer, but those help. And I think I might do a quick live stream to explain Neo Geo because Neo Geo was a bitch to figure out. And when you figure it out, it's real basic. And mm. so, Jam, this might reflect what you're saying. Uh, so, Warham and I were talking, and Warham's very technically, technologically savvy. He's definitely got hardware knowledge and whatnot. He talked about changing out a uh, monitor in a Mortal Kombat cab. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he works on or for Apple. So, like... Ah, yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> Guy's knowledgeable. Dude's, dude's got his shit in check. And, and soldering's not a problem for him. He's giving me soldering tips on certain weird stuff that I got to solder and whatnot. Um... And so he and I were talking, and he said he had to get rid of the Pi. The, he said the problem with the Pi was similar to um, all closed systems. So think the iPhone. is It wants you to do things a certain way with no other version of it, and what logically should work with your knowledge doesn't. Like, there's no reason why the Neo Geo BIOS that's the same file size shouldn't work. Right, But somewhere in there, there is some subtle difference that has nothing to do with file size, where if I put in the Firebrand Alpha 0.78 version of the Neo Geo BIOS, suddenly it works. And mm -hmm. if I use a any old Neo Geo BIOS for like MAME or whatnot, even though it's the same BIOS file, it just doesn't work. So something in a DAT file or something in the back end of how RetroPie is built... It just doesn't work. And mm. right, like, whereas the general public loves the idea that RetroPie just works, RetroArch just works, you plug and play. People like me who like to mess with that stuff That's, and yeah. worry about resolutions and stuff, it pisses you off because it, in that same regard, when you go to try to fix that stuff, you can't find it anywhere because nobody does it. Mm. So, yeah. And I think that's what will get yeah, you just nailed it on the head there is that's kind of how I felt is it's, it's not fun, it's not the best for people that want to tinker. Right. And so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go back to basics. I'm going back to basics. Yeah. I'm going to build a MAME cab. I've looked at some of the MAME front ends these days. They look awesome. Nice. I might even see the, the catch with MAME is it's been updated many times and it's much more authentic, 
but it no longer works very well on XP machines. So I might have to still do archaic versions of MAME because my MAME sets are from the old days and my MAME <laughs> hardware is from or software is from the old days and I know how to set up everything. You know, I was fascinated. I took an old Street Fighter 2 ROM and ran it on modern MAME and MAME's like, you don't have this file, this file, this file, this file, and this file. And these are just like ROM chips that they later found and were able to rip and whatnot. And like, you need those now to run them in modern MAME. And so it's very interesting. Um, but yeah, so... It's been a fun project. I'm not done yet. Uh, th- this thing will totally serve its purpose in the end. But again, the uh, this is a tinkerer's project. That's why I say for the mainstream, I don't know so much. For me, it's a great tinkerer's project, something to work on. You know, like your your dad has an old broken down Chevy in the back. You know, it's like mm, something mm. to work on constantly. And my rule is simple. Put no money in it. As long as I don't put any money in it, I'm yeah. good. So, Sounds okay. good. I like stuff like that as well. You, it's like when you pick up something, like, like you know, when you, you take a chance on like a cheap broken console at like a flea market or something, you try and fix it. So you, yeah. you don't you don't care if you bugger it up. Or something. Yeah, no, I fucked up a Game Boy, and yeah. I made a Game Boy Advance look awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've screwed up I, the PS2. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and I'm my new challenge that I'll do at some point. Oh, I I successfully uh, jam. You ready for me to bring you yeah. back into your high school years? Mm-hmm. I did successfully install a mod chip into. A playstation one nice <laughs> break it it's a stealth chip it's only eight solder points but i did that <laughs> and i put a burn game in. I, I booted it up it started i put a burn game in and it ran it and i was like son of a bitch i did it <laughs> uh, i did buy an aladdin chip to mod a xbox that one's going to be a little mm. more work you have to cut leads on the motherboard yeah. and you have to solder yeah pins and stuff but i'm looking forward to it so i'll get there at some point but again i just surround myself with little fun projects to do from time to time um but yeah i think this will be a good direction to go some fun tinkering project and i'll eventually get there and in the interim i am using that pie with only the first player hooked up and it does allow yep. me to just if i the one thing the pie is good for and you'll probably vouch for this once you've got it set up like right now, it's got all the arcade games I want on it. I yeah. didn't do a full MAME set. I just went down the MAME set. Yeah, and if neither. I recognized yeah. the arcade and was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I like that, then I'd move it over. Mm-hmm. And so it's a couple hundred games and uh, the entire run of Neo Geo. I've wanted to get more knowledgeable about Neo Geo, and I didn't play a ton of Neo Geo games growing up other than like the ports that hit like Super Nintendo and Sega CD and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I want to play a lot more of those Neo Geo games and get to know them. Um, so for now, the pie is just in there as a placeholder while I tinker with the main cab. And it just allows me to um, just have a, a quick arcade machine. I can flip on the power in 30 seconds. I'm up and running on the arcade game. It operates like an arcade game, one player only, and I can play anything I want. Mm. Um, and that serves its purpose for now um, until I get things up and running. But since we're sharing pie things i think i know we, yeah. we will move on in a second but no, my, no, no. Um, my 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 first pie that i messed around with um i've got it hooked up because i've got a garage where i live now which is rare for me <laughs> it's, a, it's a first um i've got it hooked up to a crappy monitor old computer monitor an old dell monitor that i um i acquired for like i think a pound or something like that and i have some bootleg old speakers i use for an old pc that's connected to the pie and it looks really awful and grim but i just absolutely love it it's sitting in the garage with a controller set up and everything like that just if i ever want to just take a break and dick around with some retro games so <laughs> yeah well and again i will never get rid of the pie because um yeah it's just an easy way to i'm not going to buy an sd to any snes or anything to play the uh 
uh, Star Fox 2, the the now official release version. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm not going to buy a repro from some fucking guy on eBay for 90 bucks. Fuck you. Oh, and no. I'm and I'm not going to um, buy an SNES Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the only choice is just plug in the Pi and use it with the Bluetooth on my um, 8-bit dough controller. I usually mm-hmm. just use a regular wired controller, but that 8-bit dough with the Bluetooth is perfect for when I want like to play an SNES game on the Pi. And so it's just a quick and easy way to play through games like that when I want to. So, yeah. But, but yeah, so... It, like I said, the pie serves its purpose, but nobody forget. People get too bogged down in this shit. Don't forget that the pie is nothing more than a thirty-five dollar computer, and it, yep. in certain regards, acts as such. You know, pretty much. And yeah. In other regards, it's incredibly versatile for thirty-five bucks. It's yeah. It's, don't lose track of what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's pretty brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just remember what you buy. <laughs> the Mister Project, which people have heard us talk about, is more authentic, and mm-hmm. it's less user friendly. But it's very, um, it's it's very not mainstream. But it is understandable, and a lot of the hard work has been done for you. So as long as you're not scared of like DOS prompts, like running a MAME game without a front end, you'll be okay for now. Um, and that is a like $150 FPGA solution when you buy all the parts you need. It's about 150 bucks. You know, you know, probably for you, it'd probably be a little closer to like 125 pound. Um, mm-hmm. And that will be more authentic and definitely much more customizable once it's all said and done. It's a little closer to the pipe, but its price point justifies its output, right? Mm. Um, but uh, but again, I'm not I'm not ready for it. Eventually, I do want to put a mister into the arcade cabinet, but again, at that point, you start to get to the point where you're like, well, then maybe I should real, really build a real arcade cabinet. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. And I don't want to walk that path. I've played that path before, having had two <laughs> yeah. arcade games in my in my house. And I got to say, the one thing the arcade one up is good for is it's sixty pounds. When I lifted that thing up and carried it into the back room, my brother in law was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then he was like, "Remember when we had to get the pit fighter in here and we had to take off your sliding door?" And I said, "Yes, I do remember that actually, and I don't want to do that ever again." <laughs> so, um, but. All right, you ready to talk about some games? Oh yeah, we've kind we of been should, talking we should, about we games. Should, we kind of, we sort of have. We just didn't talk about specifics. <laughs> um, so, uh, one thing I wanted to lead into because this talked about a discussion you and I were discussing real quick was mm. um, I picked up Wonder Boy Returns. Mm-hmm. So this is an HD hand drawn remake of the original Wonder Boy, mm. the Sega arcade game, which you recently wrote about. Uh, on our site, so you can go check out uh, Jam's amazing. What is it? Six, so is seven it, part retrospective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is, is this um, is this sort of the remake of the very first one you're talking about? Or yes, this yeah. one's the remake of the very first one. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, it had some balance issues that have I can safely say have been ironed out. The one cool thing they do, uh, but it pisses me off, mm-hmm. is they've created very difficult bosses. As you recall, <laughs> Wonder Boy and Adventure Island ended with the same boss battle at the end of every world. Mm-hmm. You fought the same guy. You had to just jump and hit him in the head and dodge his fireballs. And his head would fall off and you'd move on to the next one. And after eight worlds, you fought the final <laughs> boss. And I do believe it was still yep. just a bigger <laughs> so head. Was, yes. And you were still dodging <laughs> fireballs and throwing at him. And then when you beat him, you got Wonder Girl and 
all was well. And you go off into mm-hmm. the sunset to make Wonder Kids. And uh, that wonderful. was <laughs> that was the game, right? Um, and feel wonderful, yes. Um, they don't do that here. Each world has a distinct, huh. difficult boss battle. And the mechanics are the same. One hit, you die. Yeah, it's <laughs> another cough in the background. That's crazy. Yes, <laughs> my brother-in-law <laughs> says hi. Um, he's not even near me in the same room. <laughs> it's, it's more just the how that linked in one one hit you die. <laughs> yep, yep. That was by design. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, and so it is challenging. I am stuck mm-hmm. on world four uh, at the boss at the boss. Um, but uh, the game's a lot of fun, Jam. They've rebalanced it, so it is fun. Uh, it had a lot of problems for quite some time, over six months. Yeah, uh, yeah I think the game's been so out for just over a year. That's why Yeah, apparently the frog was broken, but you can't go back to the previous build, nor would I want to, because this is hard enough. Yeah. Um, and they did seem to change up the level design, uh, but the enemy types stay the same. It's really cool to see the, the unique new art for mm. each enemy type. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun to navigate. Uh, and everything's in there. Other than I've never gotten fireballs yet. Huh. So I think it's just tomahawks and skateboards. Well, I think that was but the original the, as well. I don't remember getting fireballs. That could be Adventure I'm, Island, maybe. That's my Adventure Island coming through there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the fairies are there. The eggplant's there. The yep. time mechanics. There are now three trophies instead of one to collect in every level. I have not been able to find the Hudson B. It might not be in there, but I'd love to see if it is. Uh, that's probably another Adventure Island thing, though. Yes, Adventure Island. Put the Hudson yeah. B. So never mind. Um, but it's fun. It's fun and very challenging, and I really enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> so if you get a chance, I'd recommend it. It's small. I think it's like seven hundred megs, maybe. If if smaller yeah. than that, and it'd probably run on anything. <laughs> Was this a P- PC purchase? I'm guessing. PC only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the only place that it's at. Oh, no, it's, it's, on, on, it's on PS4. It's... What? Yeah, well, at least over here it is, because I saw it on that store too. What? Really? <laughs> so, yeah. Shit. I it might, maybe it's Europe only, I don't know. But they, there's also, there was also an announcement on Twitter today about them releasing a physical version of it on the PS4 version with uh, Strictly what? Limited. So. Yeah, people are talking about it. Wonder Boy Returns, PS4, PlayStation, son of a bitch, <laughs> know, it's yeah. on the PlayStation Store. <laughs> the classic arcade masterpiece rebuilt. <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay, so the next thing I need to know is, I usually record this at night when everyone's asleep, so sorry, guys. Okay, so it's so let's, let's, let's just delve into what I really wanted to talk about, okay? Yep. So, yeah, what I would say is buy with, with um, confidence, you will enjoy this game, Jam. Oh, absolutely. This, yeah, hopefully, yeah. You will enjoy this game, comma, Jam, not this game, Jam. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that said, um, probably one of the first things holding you back, and I was right, 700 megs, 707.66 megs. Uh, one of the things maybe holding your ba- you back is the fact that this game costs fourteen ninety nine, and I just told you it's Wonder Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Boy's good, but by today's standards, fourteen ninety nine is a little weak. Uh, here's the way I view, just in case people want to hear my logic in this. Wonder Boy as an arcade game, which might have even, I think Hamster might have ported Wonder Boy the arcade game to PS4 already. Uh, I can't recall um, They now. have in Japan. Okay. Only, only Japan, yeah. Which means we can get on the Japanese store and grab yeah. it. Yeah, we can. It's yeah. 800 yen 
eight bucks and probably I'm guessing six quid, but like eight dollars is about the going price for Hamsters Arcade Endeavors in America. Yeah. So since this is a, a a rehash of that, I get that. There was some extra talent put into it. There was some extra art, things like that. It's a little different, but it's a little the same. They've added bosses. You get a premium then, 10 bucks, right? I get to pick to either rebuy the arcade or uh, whatnot. Um, but yeah, 10 bucks is probably a good price point. 14.99 is a little high. And that was way too high for me on Steam when you mentioned it in your article. Cause I didn't know about it till I was editing your article and I was like, son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> when on the Steam sale though, and I got it for five bucks, mm-hmm. maybe six, five or six. That's a good sale price for it. Right. I still think 10 is the magic number. Yeah. Um, and that leads me into a discussion about prices mm-hmm. and you've recently had a little bit of a discussion regarding that uh with me uh about another game you also reviewed as part of this retrospective which is the recently released uh spiritual i guess yeah it's it, not it, a successor it's just game in the franchise it might as well just be a sequel really to, um fair but it's just without it i just because of all the i guess the legal mumbo jumbo with sega and all that it's just the name is just altered for that reason so what's the uh, wait wait altered beast no um so <laughs> what's what's the name of the game you're referring to uh Mon- obviously monster boy obviously which was right. uh released december 4th last year i think so that's where it came out pretty much and on don't every listen fi- to giant bomb monster boy is not a long-running franchise uh i when i heard that i had to text you right away i was like you won't believe the shit brad uh, brad uh um oh i'm blanking on his name brad shoemaker just said and to be fair this is something i have to get used to yeah. um mainstream games press is not going to be retro hardcore. They've been doing this job forever and they don't remember certain parts of minutia and they're not self-proclaimed historians. So respectfully, Still, it doesn't take long to Google something. <laughs> Touche. They do it on the fly, <laughs> yeah. at least for giant bomb. But, uh, but like, like, like you, I get offended when I hear that. I'm like, fucking yeah. don't tell people that people are going to go Googling monster boy and try to find all the other ones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But anyway, you recently reviewed this game. And so um, the price was one of your biggest sticklers. You actually do some bullet points as to the highs and lows of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be clear, you really liked this game. Yeah, you really absolutely. liked this I, game. I would probably say easily game of the year last year. So. Wow. So if I were to just put a gun to your head right now and say, give me your game of 2018, yep. you say it's this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, without hesitation. There you go. He really liked it. He gave it a five out of five. We don't give those out. Um, well, actually, well, who am I fucking kidding? We give them out a lot on Gaming History 101 because we cover games we like because we're not shitheads and we don't like to play games we don't like. Mm. But that said, Jam just got this for review and I remember you texting me. You were like, I don't know what this is going to be like. I hope it's good. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, you really liked it. But one of your sticking points was what in regards to price? Well, it's it's priced uh, at least for the UK. It's um, thirty four ninety nine, thirty four pounds ninety nine. And in America, it's thirty nine ninety nine, so forty dollars. So forty dollars, yeah. Um, maybe I mean some people. I know some people made a comment about it saying, "Well, actually, it's thirty two ninety nine on PS four and Xbox." <gasps> <laughs> so I just thought I just put that there too. <laughs> so it fetches the uh, Switch premium. Is that what you're selling? <laughs> buy it what by three pounds. <laughs> it's not hugely different. So. Well, let's put it in Starbucks terms. Isn't that a latte? Isn't that a latte jam? Yeah, yeah, maybe a small one. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> oh shit! Starbucks uh, is charging you guys way too much. It, yeah, it is over here. Five bucks, for a <laughs> five bucks is a grande latte. I assume that was three pound, but I guess I'm off. And my conversion may be for 1990s British pound, not <laughs> 2019s British pound. I don't know how you guys fare against us now, but uh, anyway. But yeah, it's it's um. Yeah. It's a high price. It's a high price, yes. It's, I it, don't think it's too high a price for that, and I don't I, think it's too high a price for a digital download game. Hmm. Um, because let me give you a comparison real quick. Let's just <laughs> let's just break this down for a minute. Um, because you had said um, the, pub, the producer had gone public, right? And uh, voiced uh, some frustrations about people complaining about the price. It was yes, yes. It was. I think it was a bit of. It was. It was. It, I believe it was related to the price as well as just kind of uh, general it, feedback. It's underperformance, or? should we say? I'll say uh-huh. a bit quietly. Okay. So. Sure, sure. And that's what we had heard, and we had talked about pre-show. Um, we had just chatted about it. And I said, let's save this for the show. Um, that game is a critical darling. Lots of people really mm. like it. Uh, in fact, in that same conversation I'm talking about, Brad Shoemaker said he really liked it. He really dug it. Um, Many, so many big it, people said they liked it. You know, a few like big journalists and um, from big game websites, all that sort of stuff. But right, and uh, but the sales don't reflect that <laughs> positivity. And lots of the community who have played it came out and said it. Mm. And that's where that's the first part where I say I don't know that forty bucks is too much, right? Because those who are super fans of uh, specifically the Monster World iterations of Wonder Boy and its lineage. <laughs> They, I think they bought that without. They bought that game without hesitation. Mm. Um, all the reviews being positive, such as yours, told them was, "Oh, I was right in this decision." Right, and meaning if they were on the fence, they saw reviews like yours that came out the day of release or near the day of release, mm. and were like, "Oh, okay, so there you go. I'm going to enjoy this." Um, and I do have a, a slightly cynical view, which is the general public who's going to bitch about the price point. We're never going to buy it in the first place. So I completely why agree. do we care about them? Yeah. Um, but I did say, so there's two perspectives here that are problematic. The first one, why when Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice comes out at $30, mm. eight hours long, single player only experience from yep. Ninja Theory, who's never really had a strong financial darling behind them. And let's face it, it's kind of a reskin of Heavenly Sword. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Senua's Sacrifice, to be honest. But uh, Yeah, Heavenly Sword was better. Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, shit, there it was. No, I, I really liked Senua's Sacrifice. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I, I did have some reservations. That's for, maybe for another day. But, so. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't like it quite as much as like Andy and a couple others in yeah. our Discord. But, um, but that said... Right, people praised that thing. Yeah. And they were like, that's a $60 game they're giving away for mm. 30 bucks." Yeah, yeah. And yet we take this, which is at least the same length, if not longer. And it's, it's so, I, I, I'll just say, because I have my screenshot, it, I, I, it took me over 16 hours to, and I, that wasn't even 100%. <laughs> and like 16, right? Like positive hours. You weren't like stuck oh, no, and I frustrated. I every minute of that. <laughs> so. And again, to be fair, I saw you talking about it. There are some parts where you can get stuck and frustrated, which is part and parcel with games of this ilk. But in the general sense, this was an enjoyable experience start to finish, right? Absolutely. You would say you enjoyed your ride. Um, and so I think perspective is the only deciding factor there. Mm. Okay, the whole goddamn world. I apologize for the construction going out on outside my house. I'm <laughs> expecting a fucking rave to suddenly break out. The DJ's setting up right now, so I'm sorry about the background noise. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, I, I I know people are like, why don't you just tell your family to be quiet? But it's like, well, they're not yet. Yeah, they're not allowed. Talking, I can't hear them that well. It up. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah. So to me, I think perspective is a large part of that. Mm. And it's not helped with these critical darlings because jam. And I said it to you right up front. Let's just let's just put the bullshit aside. Let's go inside baseball. You didn't pay for it, jam. So who nope. are you to tell me that forty bucks is a good price? Yep, <laughs> exactly. How how dare I? <laughs> and so well, and so that's where I say, and it's really funny, right? Because if a YouTube influencer got paid to say something good about it, the public wouldn't even bat an eye. Mm. Well, yeah, I might have gotten some kickback. It might have been good. <laughs> I love this game, um, but uh, but that's that's a fundamental flaw in the system right now of games journalism, right? Mm-hmm. Of games coverage, you are ill-equipped to argue that statement with me. You mm-hmm. can't. You just can't. You didn't buy it for that. You can say you would. You can even buy it for me and give it to me. Don't do that, by the way. But no. you could even do <laughs> no. that, and it's not going to. It's not going to justify – nobody's going to buy it, right? You got it for free, plain and simple. You know, we've always been upfront about our codes that we receive. Yeah, we have. Yeah, and they're few and far between. We tend to just like – occasionally we get offered stuff. And on, on more larger occasions, we reach out for stuff. Yeah. I did that for Toe Jam and Earl 4. And I was shocked to get a very nice, knowledgeable PR rep who was like, yes, it's done now. Here. Here's a here's here's game code. Well, Please don't leak it to the internet. That, that was the same with this for me as well. As I, I just reached out just for curiosity. I did I didn't expect to even get a review copy, to be honest. So Right. And again, that's as much getting it in advance as it is uh, for free. Right. Yeah. It's not really for free. Jam would have probably bought that. I was gonna buy it regardless. I've said that anyway. uh, many, yeah, many like times. That, yeah. That review was coming. You would have it regardless if you wanted to or not. <laughs> and the same was true of Toe Jam and Earl 4, because I uh, have never played two or three. I've heard two is terrible. I've played one. Oh, I thoroughly play enjoyed it. <laughs> I will be. I will be, actually. I am currently replaying through Toe Jam and Earl One. Mm. And anyone who's ever played that game, it is a roguelike with no saving. So you have to set out like three hours time yep. <laughs> because that is a slow paced game four hours sometimes and just go for it and you will get to the end where you have nine ship parts and motherfucker <laughs> this game will break you it's fantastic <laughs> i love toe jam and earl one i still love toe jam and earl one i cannot wait to write my article yeah. about it in the near future but um, and so I got four. And so I said, let's, let's run the gamut. Let's do one, two, and three before I jump into four. I have not even booted four. I have yeah, plenty I'll, of time. I'll Game comes out. Too. I should play for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Game comes out in March. Um, and the embargo is till February 28th. So I won't be saying anything about that game until then. And so I have plenty of time, you know, but like sometimes that stuff just happens. Um, but it does, it it makes it hard to talk about price point. We can be as upfront as we want to be, but you know, there's that on the flip side, it's not our jobs to, uh, and when I say jobs, I use scare quotes. It's not the job of the reviewer to justify the price. I am uh, in agreement with that. You can mention it when it jumps out at you. And I think in this case, it does jump out at you. It's higher than normal. It justifies its quality, right? It's quality justifies its price point, Mm. but it's, it's something you knew writing that review undeniably would be a sticking point for somebody. Mm. And you wanted to mention it, address it, and give your opinion on it. But it's not your job to be fucking positive PR either, nor do, does the, no, the, no, no. the developer want you to, to sit here and talk people into it. You know, and so I'm of two minds. It, 
this is a deeper discussion for a different day, and I'm sorry to like hint this, and I'll definitely let you comment on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm of two minds here because do we need another fucking remaster? Do we need another game to get ported to Switch that everybody gets a boner over because <laughs> it's now on Switch? Mm. Right? Like, everybody thought I would be happy that Dragon's Dogma's on Switch. I don't care. I, yeah, this is a good topic. I'd definitely like to cover again later as well because my I think I was just like a lot of people being starry-eyed with the Switch stuff. And then the the honeymoon is a bit worn off, shall I say, of Switch ports. Right. Yeah. It's another place. Like, I like that it's got a lot of ports. Yeah. And I do grab it from time to time, although I, I feel that people are currently set in their ways. They either use the Switch as a handheld device or a home device. Yeah. That's and I don't know point. about you. Yeah. I use it as a home device. So that's why it's not as enchanting. I use it more as a handheld. That's interesting. So. Okay. So mm. those, and most people do. I would say a majority of people use it as a handheld, although Nintendo has some fucking metric that's like 50%. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Somehow they've got the perfect curve that never has existed in science that 50% do it at home and 50% do it handheld. Um, but for the handheld people, you can understand that that argument, right? Because Dragon's Dogma is not portable. Well, I'll be a dick and my laptop. But yeah, like, that's um, the thing. Yeah, there is other, there is ways. <laughs> but it's plug and play, and there's no denying that. We're back to the Raspberry Pi discussion. The Switch fundamentally makes that process easy, and a laptop does not. Um, and so, uh, I get it, but <laughs> I, I just don't care <laughs> anymore. <laughs> You know, and I'm I, I, and so that that's where I start saying to this, like, guys, did you want something unique or not? This is this is what you guys claim you want. Let's remove the franchise for a minute. You guys got in 2018 a spiritual successor that feels every bit as quality, every bit as strong, and every bit as worthy of the name Monster World mm-hmm. as any other, and. You got it, sure, digitally, but it went to, like, every platform. I know PC's pending. It's coming, still, yeah. it went to every platform, and the other ones are coming. Meanwhile, Bloodstained, which I want to love Bloodstained, but I really fear I'm not going to say something positive about that game when it finally hits. They are excising fucking platforms left and right. Platforms keep getting discontinued while they eventually try to fucking eke out the next Egovania. And at some point, you just get fatigued, and you're like, guys, I'm tired of hearing about your game. Just fucking <laughs> release it. And if you think you're going to get 60 bucks, get fucked. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. We will definitely have this discussion again. Mm, meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, you have something like Monster Boy come out. And I say this without having played it, so take it with that grain of salt. But, like, what do you guys want? Mm. This is it. This sounds like a textbook definition of what you'd want. I want to buy it. Mm. And so, I don't know. I it, It's it's. It's a weird time to be a gamer as a old fart like us. Like, yeah. we've seen it all come and go. And that's, um, I think that's what, you know, I, I'm sad for the situation. And, I, and it's weird. I kind of thought when I was so vivid writing it, I, I thought to myself, I don't, you know, I didn't, I thought that it didn't see it. People, I thought it would be one of those things that people probably look over and then come back to you later. But I saw so many comments about saying, oh, you know, wait for sale, wait for sale, wait for sale. So I know it's a common thing anyway. A lot of us do that. But. Yeah, to be fair, that is common of every game that's mm. ever come out. But, but you're not wrong. Mm. But I don't it know. It's to watch, right? Because you guys are like, what do you? Yeah, exactly what you want and stuff like Here's that. Here's what it pisses me off with that, right, Jam? 
You're waiting for a sale, right? You want it for cheaper. Okay. Okay. Fair. Right. And that, that is a whole nother business proposition of, right. And we said this before, mm. maybe monster boy does better at 20 bucks and sells twice as much. Right. But maybe it doesn't. But maybe, but maybe yeah. it doesn't. That's a, that's a scary gamble to make as a small studio. You guys want independent small studios, right? Or do you? Because yeah. Because you don't seem yeah. to respond very well to them. I feel more comfortable saying that to Ubisoft than a couple a couple of seven guys in their basement who just made fucking magic. Mm. And so, but here's the flip side of that. Okay, you're waiting for that. But meanwhile, I'm seeing people, motherfuckers online, paying thousands of dollars for early versions of Kingdom Hearts 3 that apparently aren't real, but, like, whatever. Like, they were, they, they came out. So you guys will pay that much for something like that. But you, it's out. It's ready. Come get it. It's here. Mm. Right? And you get that. Like, I, I don't understand. I'll just flat out say it. Like, Michael Pachter? I don't understand how the fuck he analyzes the game industry anymore because it's so vast, it's so wide, and it's so split that I don't know how yeah. you know what's a, yeah, what's a surefire win. Remasters are only a surefire win because they're so cheap to develop. That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. reason people like them. That Spyro remaster, Activision doesn't give a fuck. In one week of Spyro fan sales, they made their money back. So who cares if it does well? Yeah, yeah, it exactly. just did well. It's like making a horror movie. If it gets to theaters, you'll make your money back tomorrow. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's my take on it. But I just, it's disheartening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's well. The other thing I was going to add to it was the, you know, the buzzword of course last year, and it will most likely will be a buzzword this year. Is you know, people are complaining about sort of you know microtransactions, loot boxes being added, all of this sort of stuff, DLC practices, mm-hmm. and yet here's the products that. It's allegedly you assume this is the people that are complaining. This is the product they want. It's a full product. There's no, there's no microtransactions. Full stop. It's all in there. There's no, there's, there'll be no and DLC. Full disclosure: You mentioned to me early or pre-show mm. uh, that the developer uh, or or somebody representing the developer and or publisher came out and said that, like point blank. Yeah. This does not have those things that you don't want to see. These weird ways to finance manipulation or anything this like is, that yeah <laughs> this is a straightforward transaction like you had in the 90s you came in you wanted still a wonder boy game. <laughs> still cheaper still cheaper fair 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 you came in you wanted a wonder boy game it's 35 quid you pay it you get it mm. simple right and it's everywhere you want to be it's on genesis it's on super nintendo they made a game boy port right mm. like it's it's what you wanted and 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 nothing. I I totally get how that just you just you just want to punch something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's the frustration. It's like you know, from someone that's just done all the history and stuff. Is you know, um, if I just take a random one, my my favorite my favorite game in the series before this one, which was just the first the Monster Wonder Boy and Monster World. Um, that's a mm. less of de- less development time, and they they retail that about you know over here in the UK for real quick. I'm sorry to be the stupid American. Okay, so Wonder Boy and Monster World. There was Wonder Boy and Monster Land was two, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, and then Monster World it's technically was the, the split. Yeah. Well, so. yeah, we'll just say the, the parallel lines split. Mm. You, you put it best in your retrospective. One became a shooter, which was the arcade port, mm-hmm. and Wonder Boy at Monster World was the alternative three that only went to consoles and became an RPG, yeah. right? That's right, yeah. Okay, 
Okay, continue. Sorry. Even even if you took that arcade one, both would be the same. Even that, you know, that was short, you know, shorter development time. But they both. I remember Monster World retailing at forty five pound in the UK back in the day. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. Wonder Boy and Monster World or Monster World Four. Wait, no, Monster World Four was Japan only. Sorry. Um, mm, mm. <clears throat> That, that's you know, it's, just, it's just one of those moans, isn't it? And yeah, I don't know. It's, this is this is a game that I think it was five years in total with development time, and um, you know the the amount of love and care and attention. I mean, the easiest way I described it when we talked about game of year stuff, it's like the Sonic Mania guys, what they did for that that game. Mm-hmm. He said this is what they did for Wonder Boy. You know, it's just like you know, this is. And even if you don't like the series, it's it's just a damn good Metroidvania game with just it just it just makes you feel happy. I think it. it brings you back to yeah. a time of gaming where things were just good and simple it's nice <laughs> you know and i mean to be fair sonic definitely sonic mania definitely sold it that definitely sold well yeah. it like 15 well but it was like 15 20 bucks like it was it was lower true, but to be true. fair to be fair they didn't redesign Sonic. They didn't redraw it. They didn't reinvent they didn't the figure wheel. out how to make the physics work and things like that, right? I'm going to get some crow for this. Sonic Mania is a really fucking good ROM hack. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's got some cool tricks. I got to say, I want to go back and play Sonic Mania with you just mentioning it. Um I love how my brother-in-law seems to pick up on Mike <laughs> yeah. at perfect moments. I swear, this is not planned. He doesn't even know this is getting picked up. But uh, but that said, like, one's a ROM hack versus one's a built from the ground up. Like, right? The, I, from my understanding, that's that's their own engine and everything. Yeah, like, that's that is a built, built from yeah. the ground up game. Yeah, from 2D arts, so, um, redrawn, redrawn from scratch sprites as well, you know, hand-drawn. And to be fair, I'm sorry if it's a you know, Unreal 4 or Unity game or something that, you know, we've lost sight of. But the, the point is it's still built from scratch, even if the engine's not. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, you can have these discussions, uh, but long story short, um, I think the problem here is it wasn't as popular as it needed to be or maybe should have been. I don't know. One way or the other, you can look at it in two different ways. And the other part that really pisses a lot of people off is um, it didn't sell well. And the internet has a culture right now where everybody has to have an opinion about everything. You and I were joking about that, right? Like Mm -hmm. I suddenly realized I don't have an opinion about anything on Twitter and Twitter's become more fun now. Um, So people want to chime in on it because they want to have an opinion on it because everybody needs an opinion on it because if you don't talk about it, then you don't exist. But maybe that doesn't help. Mm. and I, I'd really urge the developer, and I don't know if they'll ever hear this, and it's fine either way, but, like, I would urge them to don't... <laughs> somebody who has made free content and people actually try to find ways to get their money back on free content, I don't know how one does that. It's a person who consistently gives everything away and gets nothing but punished for it. I have to say... You can't listen to those people. You know who you need to listen to? How many units did that sell? Who are those people? Go talk to them. They're who you listen to. Mm. Build your audience organically. They will help you sell your next project. Right? Like, you're behind them 100%, right? Absolutely. If they announce Monster Boy 2 tomorrow, oh. you're in, I'm right? In, yeah. You're in. They won. Yeah. 
your built-in fucking advertising and you work you work with a website you have the means to cover it you are the best asset that developer could ever have you know what i mean and like i said people need to stop worrying about the people that don't care <laughs> apathy is contagious on the internet stop caring about the people who don't care start caring about the people who do care and those are the people who hate you a lot and the people who love you a lot. Yep. <laughs> that hate as well. <laughs> yes. No, everyone who fucking hates you and everyone who fucking loves you, that's who you need to be talking to. Mm. I always address that person. There is one person, if you've followed my videos, you know who you are. <laughs> you probably don't listen to this. Some of you may have recognized that person and I'm not calling them out here. They find a way to take a big steaming shit on everything I put out. I know that person's a dedicated fan. They watch everything I put out. <laughs> they can't help themselves. And I love it. <laughs> so keep that in mind. So um, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, you know, this is not, this is not a win. This is, I want to sort of, sort of stretch that this is not me a win saying that everybody should go and buy this game right now. Absolutely. Yeah. You do what you want with your money. Absolutely. No, this it's is, a, an, to me, this is an example of a broader discussion mm, about price points yeah. in video games. That's, that's and it. it's a mess. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's no, 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 no. That's kind of what, what, that's, that's what I was alluding to, actually, is what you're saying is, is the mess part. It's, it's just, you know, <laughs> there's no um, consensus, really. My brother-in-law said something interesting to me because he's actually pretty insightful about video mm. games. He's always had video games in his life. They're just not his number one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my, playing, my, my daughter's playing Roblox and having a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so he said, you know, uh, somebody was talking to me about it. He was, we were talking about Red Dead 2 for some reason while watching wrestling while I'm rewiring a fucking arcade <laughs> cabinet. It's, it's an interesting life I'm about to a joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> So an arcade cabinet and a brother-in-law and a beer walk into a bar to watch wrestling. Um, anyway, so he's talking to me and he goes, yeah, Red Dead 2, people were saying like, you know, it was too much padding for what it is. And it was all because Rockstar was trying to hit this $60 price point. And he goes, you know, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking back to the days we used to buy games. And he goes, it's been about 60 bucks for a long time. Yep. <laughs> and when people start talking to you about inflation... It's pretty ridiculous. He goes, I'm pretty sure I bought Super Nintendo games for 50 bucks a piece. And I said, yeah, that was definitely the case. I think I remember Super Mario 64 being $49.99, but maybe it was $39.99. I remember seeing it for 70 pounds. Well, there you go. <laughs> and everybody remembers their RPGs, right? Yep. Yeah. There's a Fantasy Star guy in the background who's like, yo... Four meg cart on the Super Sega Master System, seventy bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody remembers Final Fantasy three, aka Final Fantasy six, um, you know, being eighty bucks. Chrono Trigger, eighty bucks, right? And mm -hmm. and whatever the European equivalent is, we know those because we did them, right? And then PlayStation kind of alleviated that, right? Even though it was four discs, it was real cheap to print, so Final Fantasy seven was fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, the games haven't budged in price, like at all no it's, just, and, it's not cheaper really if anything it's, oh well yeah because if you adjust for inflation we're paying less now than we ever did well i, Shit. I, I was also sort of saying that you know you get 
I like back. PlayStation is a great example, actually. I remember those returning at forty pounds, um, brand mm-hmm. new uh, back then, like Final Fantasy VII or even forty. That was forty-five, I think, back when I was younger. But you get okay, and we paid like forty to fifty mm. uh, dollars. So, yeah. Anyway, but you know, a, a, re- a brand new retail game still to this day is average forty pound over here, and um, and then yeah, yeah, then two weeks later it's twenty, <laughs> depending on the game. <laughs> right. so. Yeah, Europe is quicker to drop prices, I should say. Um, but you guys have interesting um, checks and balances in place, mm. which are actually positive, uh, in my opinion. Sometimes they're a little over the top in in my IMHO, my humble opinion. But like, yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just talking about how that's ridiculous. And then let's let's take it even a step further, right, Jim? The content you get in Red Dead Two, or even something more basic, like uh, let me look over here, <laughs> okay. Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Or let's take something people fucking hate. Andromeda. <laughs> that's a fake Andromeda. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot, even if it's not good content, there's a lot more going on than what was in Jumping Flash. <laughs> than what was in Killeek. Yeah, I just invoked Killeek. Oh. Anybody, anybody repress that out of the I'm, I'm looking at my collection here now, Fred. Cool Borders on the PlayStation 1. Yes. Who, who, all right, show of hands, who here bought Killing Floor? Right? Yeah. Right? Right? It's fucking Zombies Ate My Neighbors. We bought Killing Floor. We paid 40 bucks for it, and we thank them for the privilege. Right? Like, is Mass Effect Andromeda... Okay, scientific challenge I've got to put on myself. In 2019, I will discover what's worse, Killing Floor or Mass Effect Andromeda. (laughs) (laughs) That's an Oscar for that. (laughs) Both games about seven bucks right now if I want to buy them. (laughs) So... Again, what you get nowadays is not what you got out of certain games. I uh, will get to it a little bit later, and later is coming sooner than than later because we've only got about forty minutes left in the show. <laughs> but um, I played through Resident Evil Two, uh, the Source Next port. Okay. Resident Evil Two. If you know that game, if you've played it a couple times, you burn through scenario A and B fast. Mm-hmm. And you've replayed those games. You do them even faster than I do. Yep. <laughs> That's a fucking afternoon. That's two afternoons and you're through scenario A and B, right? Like, you're just done. Mm. You you go to stop for the night and you're like, but I'm so close. <laughs> <laughs> it's 40 minutes. And, and, and oftentimes it really is, right? Like, the games were shorter. Yeah. I don't love them any less, but they were shorter experiences. There's a lot of padding, for better or worse, in today's games. And so you get a lot for 60 bucks. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's such a weird one. I mean, I, I wish they didn't do that, the game industry, for the padding stuff. But it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on Reddit 2. Okay, uh, so... Well, I was about to say, you mentioned Resident Evil 2. You know, the re- that remake that's coming out. Oh, in- I was saying Red Dead 2, <laughs> but Resident Evil 2, yeah. So, okay, I propose something, Jam. Mm-hmm. Let's do 10 bucks a, a, a topic. So, or 10 bucks, 10 minutes a topic. So when 10 minutes is up, we just cut and go and we'll do the best we can <laughs> okay. with what we want to get to. So you said Resident Evil 2. Let's keep going. Oh, well, I about, all I was about to say is that the remake is, um, obviously remake is not, is a week away now, isn't it? It's pretty, it's pretty soon. I've got my yep, copy. I bought it. Did you, you buy see? it yet? Yep. Did, were yep. you terrible and pre-ordered everything we tell people not to do? Yeah, I did that stuff. <laughs> um, I'm getting it on Steam because it might do ray tracing and I might get a ray tracing card in the future. Mm. 
it was also cheaper. But yes, I bought it. Did you buy which version did you buy? I bought I, Deluxe. Uh, I pre-ordered the PS4 version. Oh, okay. But I, so, didn't, I didn't get but, Deluxe, though. I went cheap. You didn't buy the costume pack? Uh, no, I wish I did. Elza Walker, motherfucker? I was, I was hoping that I maybe could post buy it. <laughs> you can. You can. It will be for sale post. And they yeah. haven't said whether it'll be 10 bucks, which is the premium price they're charging, or more than likely... It'll probably be fifteen or twenty, but mm. right, you're okay with that if if yeah, you so yeah. desire it. Uh, I got, the two I, big yeah. things for me was the Elsa Walker costume and the ability to put the original the Resident soundtrack. Evil Two soundtrack into this game. I kind of wanted that, yeah. But um, to be fair, I would never do that the first time through the game. No, no, no. That's that's kind of how I thought of it as well. Is the because um, I, I bet the, I pre-ordered it from a British website over here, but I got a discount off the game as well because um, I shop oh, with them a lot. So you get the more you like rack up these reward points. So um, good, good. I bought from a British website as well, I believe. Green Man Gaming, I mm. think, is European in some form. Maybe not British though. I might as well, no, CD Keys. Is I was British. about to say I might as well give this guy these people free PR. Uh, it's called the game collection so yeah google that oh, okay. they're pretty they're really good um, and they do amazing customer service so there you go free pr guys <laughs> if they listen to this and the console versions are region specific the steam version uh is region free i think resident evil 7 being region specific on steam did not go well for capcom <laughs> <laughs> they have gone re- region free since <laughs> Just, <yeah>, smart <laughs> but, yeah but uh but yeah, so Resident Evil 2 is coming. Uh, I recently played the Source Next port. I'll make this quick, I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so the Source Next port got something called Rebirth. Oh, yeah. And I should probably do a quick tutorial article about this, but you go to the website, you download Rebirth. It's a DLL file, which is just a file. Mm-hmm. It's called a driver file, but don't worry about what it is. You literally find original versions of the Source Next, you install it on your console, or uh, sorry, on your PC. Drop this DLL file in there, and you play it. You just play it, and it does borderless windows, and you can do 1080p. You can even do 2K. So I was able to play it in 1440p, and it runs like a PC game, and it runs with Microsoft controls. So any Xbox controller works fine out of the box with it. So I ran through the original. A lot of fun. I'm loving Resident Evil 2 more and more, and it was because I didn't play a lot of Scenario B. I'm very Mm. happy I'm playing a lot more Scenario B. So... Uh, but I recently burned through that. A lot of fun. Good way to play it. Source and export is going to be a little hard to find, but there are nefarious ways to find it on the internet. I actually happen to have the mm. DVD. I nice. bought it when I did the Resident Evil 2 video. Yeah, I actually got it for cheap, like 15 bucks. It's a little more in demand now. It's a little harder to find. People who wanted it bought it. And with that rebirth of... Uh, requiring the source next port uh people are buying them up for like collection reasons mm. so but anyway so resident evil 2 i'm am i guessing this is about the opening hour demo yep pretty much yeah it's, or, it's, sorry opening hour was seven this is the one shot demo. one shot yeah oh, that's what it's called yeah it's funny because i was just thinking that thinking because i've just looked over my ps4 recently and because i still have that resident evil 7 demo as well <laughs> the, right the 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 opening hour yeah, that's yeah it. you can go get the coin with you if you want it <laughs> the dirty coin but not worth it. <laughs> so, not at all. That fucking demo sucks. <laughs> that that when that goop monster scratches you. God damn it. Anyway, um, I digress. I, I was weird with the decision of this to do it as a thirty-minute one-shot. I know it's a typical, it's a PR move and everything like that. But it, I just, yeah, I didn't absolutely. understand why you couldn't just take your time. It just because <laughs> I, I played especially it, yeah. because it's content specific. I don't know about you, but spoilers. Mm. I've been able to burn through it Me too. Um, to a true ending. You get to a true ending. Um, 
usually about 15 minutes on my multiple times through. So, yeah, I, I did. Um, I played it on the Xbox One first because uh, obviously they have this silly thing where well, you can play it multiple times as long as you play with a different account, basically. Because otherwise, it, yeah. it locks like each um, each account to you 30 minutes apiece. Uh, so otherwise, just create yep. create another profile or whatever, and then just do, do play it again. Um, but it's yeah, and that first time through, I was just taking my time looking at because obviously you know, I've played this game to death. They were not not this one, the original one. So I'm obviously appreciating. Right, and the, you're looking at what changed. Yeah, yeah basically, right? yeah, yeah. It's analysis and all that sort of fun stuff. Um, so I end I ended that half an hour a bit. I cut it. I, I almost got to the end. You know where you could, where you use the spade key to go through to that last bit. I didn't realize that was the end, but I think, but it cut off just just as I was about to go through the door. And I was like, thinking, yeah, there's a cut scene where you have a discussion with someone. Yeah. Am I correct? That's the end. That's the end. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then it, then it's yeah I, I didn't really miss because if that's not the end I always get to the end and it's like you did it in twenty three minutes or whatever <laughs> the first time through it took me twenty eight minutes so I was mostly taking in the sights I mm. think is a safe assumption mm. and it's a gorgeous looking game even even oh on the excite very much for disclosure I oh I have an original um, Xbox mod- one model one and playing on even not playing mm. on that it looked good <laughs> so <laughs> yes it does it does and I played it on. S Pro X PC. I've played this demo quite a few <laughs> yeah. times. You have done the digital foundry thing. So. Uh, yeah, all with my all with my stuff, and I watched the digital foundry yeah, video, just, which yeah. was uh, fun to watch. Also, but it told me nothing I didn't uh, already yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> this game is going to be a charmer, no matter where you play it. Mm. That's the first part, and I think the biggest takeaway. It's also not the game you played. No, exactly. this is not Resident Isn't, Evil Two. It's very different. Um, I'm not, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm okay with that at the moment. It's, um, I mean, no, yeah. There's certain things that, because of the, the stuff, I've said this a few times on, um, you know, on various areas where. I don't think it's ever going to replace the original for me. Never. <laughs> no, and I don't even think it's intending to. No, which is that's that's right like. because yeah. all the people who so. work on it said they're like they they're like. This dates us, but like they were teenagers, like we were yeah. <laughs> when they played that game, and they were like, "It's fucking awesome," you know. So yeah, this this is this is a labor. People want to ter- use the term labor of love. It's not because Capcom's not giving it for free. Then it would be a labor of love. Uh, it's a labor of. <laughs> That's brilliant. Someone's dead in my house. Anyway, um, this is a labor of, um. People who were super fans were given a great budget, yeah, and oh, yeah. <laughs> um, made something special. Is the way I would phrase it. Mm. So far, so far. But let me tell you something. Got some friends in Games Press who have copies already, and I told them, "Do not tell me anything." No, I said the I, same. Yeah, I'm the fucking <laughs> dogs getting involved. Anyway, I said, "Don't tell me anything. I will kill you." And they just said, "You need to know. You're going to be happy." That's good. You're going to be That's happy okay. I'm you played that. and bought this game. And I said, okay, okay. That's all I need to know. Just shut up about everything else. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, and this demo is is definitely a reflection of that. I reject the notion that it's fe- it's Resident Evil 4, though. A lot of people yeah, are like, oh, it's no, Resident it's Evil 4. Not, it's not. No, yeah. it's not. This is, this is more 2 than 4. This is scary. This is a scary game. It didn't make me shit my pants like no, 7, no, but... but 
it's got but that. we're only 30 minutes in mm. it's it, i like i it, it, to me when i played it it's the you can really feel that um resident evil 7 feel that they put in the first person game the one that the previous one um mm-hmm. but obviously in, in the third person but right. so they, they, it felt i think they just got that balance just about right because that's the thing i that's the thing i had a problem with revelations <coughs> remember that boat one on the 3ds because um, that was them mm-hmm. trying to go away from four, basically stop it being more actiony. But I still felt the balance was a bit off. But this just felt it felt right. <laughs> it sort See, of... I really liked Revelations, but it didn't quite get there. I yeah. agree with you. It, you know what Revelations ended up being? It re- ended up being Resident Evil Five Part Two. Yeah, basically. Like, sorry, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, that's a good. That's a but, good uh, description, actually. Of it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, after playing through uh, that a couple times, that's what I came to. And Revelations Two, if you ever played it, is this weird hybrid. Revelations Two is Code Veronica X Part Two. Is what Revelations Two is. Yeah, I'm. I'm serious. Um, this is its own thing. I agree with you. This is. You know what this is? You're you're right. You're totally right. Resident Evil 7 is technically a remake of Resident Evil 1. Yeah. A full-blown reboot of the franchise of Resident Evil 1. And Resident Evil 2 is the natural progression of that, as far as I've seen. Mm. They're literally reinventing Resident Evil. And, um, to the point that I'm not even sure eight's going to come out. The, I, I, it I will come out, actually. but I don't think it's going to be called that. Mm. There's, um, they've already sort of said. There's already, they've already said that. Um, I mean, this is not really a spoiler, but the developers have already said that free a remake of free is already in the works. Despite oh, them saying, shit. okay. Despite them saying, well, I that, won that bet. <laughs> was that? <laughs> Oh, somebody somebody told me somebody bet me that Dino Crisis would be the next uh, one. I said, "Well, it, yeah. everybody loves Dino Crisis. That's not happening. That's not fucking happening." Yeah, yeah. sorry. Like, uh, they, get they, some fans to make it because it's not going to happen. Um, happen. But uh, but I said three would probably be the natural next step. Yeah. I said, but whatever eight's going to be. What I'd like to see is the concept of three, the nemesis thing with today's AI. Ooh, like, so, right. They kind of hinted at it in that DLC. What is it? Zoe's uh, end, of, or end of Zoe. Yeah. End of Zoe. The, right. That was the first step in hinting at that. Mm. And I'm curious to see what Mr. X, you know, Mr. X is in this. Yeah. He, what yep. Mr. X is in <laughs> two. Right? In the two remake, I want to know what Mr. X is. And I really want to see that all come together into the new nemesis. Right? And call that shit Resident Evil Last Escape. That'd be uh, that would be anyway. cool. Yeah, that's what I hope they do as well. But Because um, they, they announced... Um, I mean, because this is how much I read it. I'm an yeah, uber fan, obviously, of this crap. Um, <laughs> but um, but so, yeah, they said, obviously, 8 was theoretically in development after 7. But, you know, I thought, well... Because obviously we, we knew that 2 Remake was in development before 7, technically. You know, it's in terms of... A, from a design perspective. Uh, so, obviously, they use the engine. But, yeah, I, I think 8 is probably... I'm guessing the scenario was written before seven and then they just implemented it yeah. in seven in seven's engine sorry i, I do want to see eight i really would like to see us hopefully someday but um but again i don't want to see a remake of three really mm. i want to see them do the natural progression it's fine that two is a remake i think this is a good it's gonna sell right? like crazy this one this is gonna sell like fucking hotcakes and they know it it's the most iconic Resident Evil. A bunch of people are like, four is more iconic. Get no. fucked. It's not. <laughs> no. It's not. Sorry. 
It might have sold more, but that doesn't mean shit. Five beat four. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. Six beat them six, all. Six beat all of them. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've done those numbers. We've run those numbers. We know what that nets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not to say these all can't be remade, right? I'm not saying <laughs> to reinvent remake. the wheel. <laughs> yes, you joke. And here we go, 10 years from now. I'll still buy it. <laughs> I'm not saying don't, uh, yeah, I'm not saying don't remake three. I'm saying make eight yeah. the natural progression. Redo three. You were ahead of your time. You couldn't do three the right way uh, back when it came out. And I say that as three is probably my favorite of the franchise. Wow. But yeah, yeah, three or three or seven. If mm. I have to pick one, it's three or seven. Yeah. Um, and seven's just because it's, it's, it's one, right? Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't is, care what people why, say. Seven is one. Seven is is the third remake of one. <laughs> and so I want Resident Evil 8 to be the remake of three, right? But, like, take a couple of the ideas, some of the really good ideas from Code Veronica, leave most of the shitty ones, don't get me trapped with no tyrant yeah. in a cargo plane, yeah, and, like, and, and, like, add Nemesis to it, right? We've seen a hint of it in one. We need to take it to the next level. It doesn't... Don't make it because one was still the the end of Zoe was still the Nemesis version in three brought into Seven's engine. No, take the next step. Have it look, think, and feel like us. Like it's got to be you, right? It's got to be as inventive as you. It's got to be as unstoppable, more unstoppable than you. It's got to be scary. It's got to invoke fear. It's got to not die. Three's biggest mistake is Nemesis can be downed. X, Mr. X can too. Yep, he can too. I bet that happens in this one. What? Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see because the zombies can take a lot more. Yeah, they just don't die, do they? (laughs) (laughs) No, god damn. I like that actually about it. I was just like, God, these things just keep coming, don't they? (laughs) Keep coming back. Well, and then I was slashing them with the knife, right? I got slick, right? I got Resident (laughs) Evil. And then that breaks on you and you're like, fuck. Oh, shit. Why did I put the gun in the box? (laughs) I put the gun in the box. There are a lot of interesting versions. It's like, right? It's like Groundhog Day where, like, I fucked it up and tried something new in the new demo. Um, So... I don't know. Did did any any other... uh, Like, uh, sorry, I've taken you off base, but, like... The the one shot demo. A- any other things that struck out to you? Like I said, slashing zombies was great till my knife broke. Yep. And there's another knife you can find, but it breaks fast too. Yep. I, I liked. Um, well, the things I, I I really liked kind of the change of the nods, shall we say, to some of the Easter eggs. I wrote some of them down actually. Some of the I don't know if you picked up okay. on some of these. Again, this might show my fandom, <laughs> which is bad. Well, and if I didn't pick up on them, I'll just lie. Yeah. And say, of course, uh, of course I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know. Yeah. So the one of the big ones was um, yeah because I didn't know this already, but this before you even played Joe. Yeah, the shutter system stuff they have going on in this. That was a reference uh-huh. to Res- that's a reference to Resident Evil 1.5 when I look back at those videos of the old one. Right, dropping the shutters. Yeah, yeah. I was like, uh-huh. yeah. and it's in two, but it's really not utilized. Mm. It's more useful in B, but it's still not that big a deal. Mm. You get so much ammo in B, you're fine. But that yeah, I don't know. That's just I just when I replayed it on um, PS4, um, I quite liked that they I quite that the because they 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 did this interview a while ago about how they reinvented the liquor scene. 
you know that how they changed it in this game so they can, yeah. ne- they can never replicate shall we say the genius of the original liquor scene where <laughs> how they introduced it but, that liquor scene was so good but they kind of did they because they, they didn't they, they, they ruined did. they ruined the um in the interview i saw it, it was, the interview was rubbish how they showed off the liquor scene because they only did the bit where you meet it but in, they didn't say like in this demo where you see the the window bit again which is pretty cool where it's going yeah. across the yeah, window yeah you see the window bit yeah <laughs> so, that was really good I was like, actually i was like oh you guys missed a trick there <laughs> so you know. and i love how everybody thinks they're clever because they saw it it's like it's a stagnant room and it's the only thing moving of course you're gonna your eyes are gonna catch it mm. that's how it's designed that's why it's so smart. Yeah, it reminded me a bit so of the smart. um, you know, the remember back in the Resident Evil remake with the dogs not jumping through the window. <laughs> it sort of felt like a bit like uh-huh. that. So, right, yeah, you're more scared when they don't jump through because you're like, oh fuck. Because I thought the next room would be and a then, liquor, but it wasn't. <laughs> so, well, and it was so smart how they did that in remake because you find the dog whistle and you're like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna call them. I'm gonna ask them to come to me. And that's gonna that's right, that's just as fucked up as them jumping out at you. (laughs) And they do that a couple of times in this one shot, right? You don't walk the same path. Mm. They already tell you. They're like, Oh, you kinda know this layout. You kinda know this room, you kinda know that room. But it's sort of had those you know like And two two three six is not the combo in the safe. I tried that too, yeah, two two three six, yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn it. It's 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 a real combination lock with three combinations left, right, left. Um Yeah. Mm. And when you don't uh when that room that's locked that's supposed to have the cop that's supposed to help you uh, unlock the doors with the computers, it's not there. Oh well, yeah. It's all, all changed. Well, and Matt's gonna hear this, but I think he was talking to me about it. He does autopsies. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. mad? I remember. It yeah. teaches people to do autopsies. And he was like, those fucking bodies. <laughs> they're not, they're not off base there. That's. I, I've heard that from some. That's some cadaver shit. <laughs> yeah. It's not 100%, but it's some cadaver shit, right? Like uh, when you meet that guy who's been mauled by, I think that's supposed to be the liquor as well. Well, the one there where he pulls back the head and it's, Uh that was gorgeous, wasn't it? It was just kind of like. (laughs) It was so beautiful. And I don't mind that stuff. I, I, you know, I tell people I I could eat a ham sandwich while watching someone cut up a, uh, a, a hog. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm wired that way. I'm not a serial killer. I'm just wired that way. Um, I'm just fascinated by how, and this word gets used a lot. I've talked about it many times because it drives me nuts when people use it, but there is no better word for it. This is a visceral game. Mm. When when I, when I saw that person, uh, when that one cop gets under the shutter, I'm like, is that how that would go? Well, I don't know if it's possible to pull a person in half, but if you were to do it, that's about how it would go. <laughs> you know, like... I just want to make you wonder what the hell did these guys watch to get this inspiration? Yeah, I could give you... Well, there's medical science videos. Yeah, you yeah, got to get desensitized to that if you're going to cut up bodies, right? For autopsies, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to, you know. Uh, once you get over that hump, though, it's pretty easy at that point, I will say, to see that kind of mm. stuff. Um, you don't you don't bat an eye when you slice yourself open. It sucks that you do it. You're like, God damn it, gotta go get stitches. But like, you don't freak out over it. You don't pass out. Los has passed out. <laughs> <laughs> 
me telling this story has just made Los pass out. I'm sorry, Los. Yeah, make, make sure you make press your skip button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, Los will not be playing this game. It's great, though. Yes. It's... There's so much great nuance. And... Uh, sorry, did you have any other uh, callbacks you wanted to mention? Uh, probably just one more for 1.5, actually. Yeah. You know, the um, in the demo, you can pick up that side pack that gives you just two extra slots. Mm-hmm. That's also another callback. Remember they said in the original design work, you could uh, you could get like armor and, and expansions to your kit. So I was like, yeah. huh. Yeah, and I, I get the feeling there's armor in this game. I might be wrong. Well, yeah. I get the feeling yeah. there's armor in this game. There's just no Elza Based Walker. Based off of Leon's outfit <laughs> and the Elza Walker shit. And yeah. Well, and I think that's what they did on purpose. Mm. You mark my words, there's going to be some 1.5 shit with William Birkin's transformation. Oh, yeah. They know. They know. And they've got access to the vault, right? And they're like, guys, 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 guys. What if instead of releasing 1.5, like everybody wants us to do, what if instead of giving that rough, unplayable design doc out, what if we just hybrid the two? Right mm. and subtly, because it's still two at its core. Yeah. It's the original Same story. two that released at its core. But there's just these little nuances of 1.5 that are all over the place. Mm. That makes it misdirect. That makes me wonder. Oh, that's that's my uh, my my wife talking. <laughs> the children. I was, um, I, was, but, uh, I was about to say that, that that wasn't in the demo, but two other callbacks was the um, Ada wearing the trench coat is a callback to the original design of Ada yes, and yeah, um, Mr. X wearing a hat. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so I'm curious to see this. I'm curious to see it. I I know they've recently announced what the length of time that some reviewers are seeing. Mm. Don't care. Not nope. interested in that number. Nope. Not at all. Me neither. Um, the one-shot demo was enough, maybe even too much. I'm ready. Just just get in there. Just get right in there. Just go. Thursday night, come midnight. I might even be able to do it early since it's worldwide. They might unlock it Thursday, like right after dinner. The, the thing that's frustrating but. for me is that um, that's um, we're going down. We're going down to um, London on the Friday night. <laughs> so so I'm not, I might not be able to play it till Sunday, which is really annoying. So. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, uh, I think uh, that uh, that's absolutely uh, uh, the case. Like, it, I'm very much looking forward to mm, this. Me too. This is, a good this, is this is my 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 only game purchase this month actually, which is crazy. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, there's been a lot of interesting things, and there is the great uh, get ready for the great debate of Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> <laughs> We did ask coming, didn't we? I've seen that. I think Eurogamer was the first, so they're as guilty as the rest of us. But yeah, no, I, I think I know know who who I'm sticking with. <laughs> it's yeah. not the Keyblade. So, oh dear, I'm funny that I'm gonna get my T-shirt hashtag fuck the Keyblade. <laughs> Wait, don't don't fuck the Keyblade. No, please don't. Yeah, please don't fuck the Keyblade. The Keyblade's done nothing to you. <laughs> um, but uh, all right. So in the next like twenty minutes, if you're cool with it, let's try to wrap <laughs> yeah, up should. two things. Yep. Uh, let's go for the easy one first. So let's talk about the Sega Ages yes. on the Switch. Yeah. So I I love the Sega Ages, and 
I have you gotten Fantasy Star? Yes. You've always talked about I did. it. I got it day one. The, I, I haven't played much of it because I was busy. Okay. So. No, that's fine. I So as you know, and I'll be doing an article about this soon, mm. um, I have played through Fantasy Star Generation yes. 1. I've never played through Fantasy Star before. Played about two hours on Master System. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. Fuck that. Don't do it. It was great for 1987. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's, it's not not anymore um and hands down that sega ages m2 collection that's the way you play it oh yeah better than generation one definitely hands down generation one assumes you've played the game before it really does and that's no good you need to play the sega ages version um aside from all the resolution options you want it builds mini-maps as you explore the dungeons, which is awesome. I heard Generation 1 did that as well. No, you have to buy maps that only temporarily show on your screen. It's a big inventory management nightmare. I don't like it. It's not a good system. Um, it also, just a lot of the cumbersome things in Generation 1 are no longer there. Like, I had to talk to people like six times before they would reveal something. Or... You go to a gate and uh, you're supposed to have heard from one person in town that you're good to clear that gate. And then you get there and it doesn't let you clear that gate. Mm. So you have to go all the way back to town and fight all those things. Talk to everybody again. Go back. And I had to do this like four times. One time I had to return to the bowels of a dungeon, an entire eight floor dungeon, and find one person to get one line of dialogue to unlock the next one. Yeah, that sounds right. That's not... (laughs) That stuff's not really in the Master System version, or at least as far as I've seen. I played about 10 hours on the Master System. On the flip side, the Master System's hard. Yep. Instant kills. You meet an enemy that just fucking kills yep. you. Right for the get-go. And you have to start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it goes back and forth, but if you're going to play it, I think the Sega Ages version Definitely. is the best way. And it's 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 worth it. It's Guys, so it's cheap like, as well. I have a... Because people, people complain about it's the price what, of that. Six bucks? Eight bucks? Six pounds. Yeah. I was like, and I, heard, and I, I yeah. still heard complaints about that. I was eight like, bucks, wow. yeah. <laughs> you know what, people? Haters going to hate <laughs> It's a great way to play it. And Fantasy Star is, I said, there. Uh, this is what I said in the podcast, and I'll, I'll say it again in my article. There were three pillars of RPG that came out in the late 80s that kind of defined the console JRPG. One was Dragon Quest. One was Final Fantasy, and the last one was Fantasy Star. Mm. And I stand by that statement. You have to know what Fantasy Star offered to understand it. You're jumping from planet to planet. I don't fucking care if it's your way of creating the desert planet. It's, it's all Star Wars, by the way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Final Fantasy? It's en- <laughs> er, Fantasy Star starts on Endor, flies to Tatooine, and comes home to Hoth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said it. You'll never play the game again, like, and think and not think that. Um, they're fucking dying. They're there's fucking sarlacc pits. Oh yeah, I'm there's not kidding. Like, yeah, there are sarlacc <laughs> pits in Fantasy Star. Um, it's a great turn cross. There's an awesome uh, ending to that. You beat the Elder Dragons from the monstrous manual of Dungeons and Dragons. You literally beat the gold dragon, the onyx dragon, the blue dragon, the red dragon. You kill the the elder dragons of Dungeons and Dragons. And Alice is, or Alyssa, as she's known in Japan, but you'll play the Ameri- the U.S. version. The Sorry, not the U.S., the Western version is the best way to put it. 
in uh, Japan, it was Alice Meow, uh, who's the, the cat-like creature who I love, um, Odin, and Noah. Mm. That's, that's the people you know in the West. In Japan, it's Alyssa, Meow, Tyrone, or Typhon, and Lutz, or Lutz. And the only reason it matters to know the Japanese stuff is not for this Sega Ages collection, which keeps the original translation. They didn't retranslate it. Mm. Generation switches it up. Um, but because Fantasy Star 2, they are called Alyssa, Meow, <laughs> Tyrone, or Typhon, and Lutz. And so it's like, who are these fucking people? Mm. <laughs> and the planets are the Japanese version, too. You don't recognize anything. Mm. Um but all that said, like, yes, no, this is an amazing version to play. And if you've got 20, 25 hours, I highly recommend. Give yourself 30. Yeah, I would give it more. <laughs> I recommend Fantasy Star. It's worth playing. This original is worth playing, and the Sega Ages version is fantastic. They have a pause menu. I think you noticed yep. this, Jam. When you pause, it tells you, like, these are the weapons. These are the metrics you're working with. These are the spells. These are what yeah. they do because it's the, real cumbersome in Generation 1. The quality of life improvements M2's done is amazing. I think it, it well just it justifies the price tag completely, what they've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I will say, like, nobody has to run out and get this. Of course but if you want to, If you want to play history... Play Fantasy Star and play this Sega Ages version. I my only regrets are that I had just finished. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm surprised you got it. Yeah. And I, I still put ten hours in. Mm. I had to see. I had to see what that Master System version was because the original one was too cumbersome for me to play. Mm. I'm sorry. It just it just was unmodified. That thing is insane. It's it's totally justified that a lot of people started that game, died on their first encounter yep. like four times, <laughs> and then eventually really okay yeah, and you just restart from the beginning over and over and over and over yeah her brother's dead I get it it's sad, and then you eventually beat it. The other thing that I loved and I'll have to find a way to put it in my article because it's it's it, you can't show it without music. <clears throat> The Generation 1 soundtrack are just enhanced versions of the original soundtrack, and that blew me away. Hmm. Shin Megami Tensei Persona on PlayStation 1 owes its sound design, owes everything in its sound design to Bo, who uh, did the uh, sound design in uh, Fantasy Star, and... Persona just like picked up this 1987 game and just ran with what it did with the soundtrack for Revelations Persona. And it's fantastic. It's just amazing. Uh, now that said, if I were to rank them, the original game, Dragon Quest 1, is not as good as Fantasy Star, which still is not as good as Final Fantasy. But Fantasy, Fantasy Star is doing a lot of things Final Fantasy won't do till later. So there's that. There's that conceit. Fantasy Star like most Sega properties, ahead of its time, mm. but not quite implemented as well as somebody else did it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, And there are other ones. Uh, I, uh, I did not buy Sonic 2. It's out yet. But you mean Sonic 1? Yes. Sonic, oh, is it Sonic it's 1? It's just Sonic that's 1. the one that's out? And it might have been. Okay, Sonic 2 Sonic is coming. 1. It's coming out. <laughs> okay, I didn't grab Sonic 1. Mm -hmm. And what was the other uh, one? It's the Lightning Force or Thunder Force 4. I did grab yeah. that, and that's a lot of fun. That that one's probably got the that they they didn't do much to that one. 
I'd say, compared to mm. what the original was. Um, no, but it didn't need it. No, as a shooter, exactly. But they they did some great resolution scaling stuff. Yeah, it, it did just sort of the, what you need to do. And the only, the only, I mean, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but that Sonic one, um, the only thing that's slightly interesting about that is it does come with the arcade version, <laughs> which has never been released it commercially. Does yes, and isn't it weird mm. that that hacker released the same thing at about the same <laughs> time? For Genesis flashcards, mm. Mega Drive flashcards. Uh, so I, yeah, that's why I wanted to buy that. I wanted to buy that for that arcade thing, which the best way to, I've heard it described is think about it as like there's Super Mario Brothers and then Super Mario Brothers Versus, which is like that harder arcade version of it. And I've heard that the Sonic ones do similar stuff. Mm. So I'm curious. I need to play it. Um, yeah, so for Fantasy Star, go for it. I know people have heard me talking about it a lot. I will drop that article and call it a day um, because that just needs to be said. And I have moved on. It's been two months since I finished Fantasy Star, but that was a great that was a great thing. And those of you who follow me on Twitter, uh, Andy especially was seeing me as I got through that game and was just like <laughs> loving watching my reactions and shit. Because there's this great one where Meow's just like, you see this huge dragon. He's like, oh shit, a dragon. Well, he's like, oh damn, a dragon, I think is what he said. Or, oh my God, a dragon. Um, so it was, it was pretty good. And Andy was like, that's my response <laughs> when a dragon jumps in front of me. Um, so last but not least, there was one other thing we should talk about. And what is that, Jam? Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 reveal. <laughs> yeah. So I'll let you take the reins here. What was uh, the details behind that? So this is, um, they kind of, I think, is it last year they promoted that this was coming down or early at this, early this, early? Uh, yeah, it was at the VGAs in That's November. it, yeah, yeah. So um, they announced it. It was held at the London Coco, which is like a place that you usually hold concerts. Um, place I've been to to see concerts. I think the last time I went to a concert there, which was so long ago, I saw a British band called, well, yeah, I think they're British, called the Von Bondies. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Oh, I know the Von Bondies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they were British, actually, but I think they were, but like, I could be wrong. So, but that, I sure thought they were. Yeah, but I was very drunk that night. <laughs> so, so, you know, nice. they, but, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a good show. Um, but anyway, that's where they... So I got some nostalgia to just seeing that old place that I um, um, went to gigs at. And um, yeah, it was basically... It was a reveal event where they you know, they showed what this game was all about. And... Um, and uh, Holy shit, they're American? Are they? <laughs> come on, come on. Is it is done by an American band? Boy, they really wish they were born in the UK, though. <laughs> I, I just... I would... I thought, they're out of Detroit, Michigan. No, this band. If you've ever seen the Von Bondies, like especially if you hear yeah. that, if you actually even listen to their songs, they sound British. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just throw it out there. The song "Come On, yep. Come On" that I'm talking about, which is very fucking British. If you've ever seen "Rescue Me." That's the opening song, mm-hmm. right? It got it got put on a TV show. Um, that's that song. But yeah, they're a very British band. But yeah, that I was telling you, that looked like a great concert venue. I thought it was in Chicago, though, because NetherRealm is based out of Chicago. Mm. And it was interesting to see that because I was like, oh, okay, so this is a venue I'll never probably see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think even if I came to London, I would be lucky enough to have something I want to see at the Coco Club just happening to be there. But we'll see. It looks like they've done it up so. a lot more than when I used to go. I remember it being a lot more... Um, dank and depressing <laughs> so, so unless Neverrealm just literally did it up with their funding who knows so. <laughs> although my brother said it looked kind of underground uh, said, yeah that's yeah, yeah. 
that's that's the press event you put on as like just a indie develop. Well, they're not oh, indie; did. they're behind Warner Brothers. But it doesn't look like Warner Brothers threw some money behind this. This sounded like this was their own thing. They were like, "Let's do this organically. Let's do this our way. Let's have fun with mm-hmm. it." But there was a lot of spectacle there. Oh yeah, the Europeans did love they them some Mortal Kombat. It, well, I, I'd, I'd say Mortal Kombat is is a huge hit over here, really. So it, it was, it's it's interesting that they well, it's interesting they decided to show it in London um, as opposed to going to America. So they obviously had people, big journalists, flying over here to cover it. And they stuff. did, yeah. They and did. YouTube influencers. <laughs> so. Yeah, free trip to free trip to the UK. Mm-hmm. I think Brad Shoemaker was actually in the audience of that. <laughs> actually. <laughs> Um, they always talk about him being on an assignment, but yeah, I, I think he was, and I know a couple other people who went, um, and then the rest of them got to do the thing that I got to see once, which is you get brought into a fancy office building and you're put in a conference room and then they show you the live stream you could have watched at your fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, that's why I'm happy just to sit at home and watch it from the stream. Uh, yeah, I did watch this live. Yeah, actually. video games journalism is better done on Pretty your much, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, I watched this live as well because it was a reasonable time for the UK. It was like just 6.30, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I was busy that day, but I did get to watch it after. Mm, that. Mm. And uh, I, I guess I was surprised that it was – I was expecting maybe a bit more. Um, but then again, I guess you okay. know because um, all they really did was... from Mortal Kombat 11 or from the press conference. Uh, well, more just um, I'm surprised. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because MK uh, the last one, the previous one, Mortal Kombat X or 10 or whichever one oh, you want to call it. Um, they um, yeah they did similar thing with this you know where they only drip fed you a handful of um, fighters and then they kind of drip fed them mm. before, which is kind of what they're doing now, aren't they? They gave you the that you knew... you didn't like Jared <laughs> or whatever because yeah, the only new one, wasn't it? But I love the fact that they really pimped out Scarlet. I mean, you mentioned her earlier about, um, uh-huh. I think, as, I don't know if that was before the show or if we talked about it, but like, I, I just found that really funny that she's the, um, they really, really promoted her, didn't they, on the show? So, she was front and center. Yeah. yeah. Her freezing blood ability, which I always thought was dope anyway, mm. but she went from titties and butts to like badass. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, it's yeah. Even Ed Boon when he you know, came out and rocked out, he was all like, "Oh yeah, Scarlet, we we are fans." That man doesn't age. I showed <laughs> somebody a picture of Ed Boon testing Mortal Kombat two, and he looks the fucking same. <laughs> that's what I thought. I was There's two about. things you know about Ed Boon: he doesn't age, and nobody knows it, his nationality. I think it's Italian, but I they can't put him back tell. into cryogenic freezing each announcement. So he's basically bring him out yeah, for the next one. I was one. gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> John Tobias didn't make it through the last freezing process. That's why you've never heard from him. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, by the way, Tobias is live and well. He just left <laughs> midway. <laughs> but anyway, but I love that they do the obligatory. Oh no! It just in case you didn't know, these characters are in it: Scorpion, Sub Zero, Raiden. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> right. They they mentioned those, but they didn't show them off. They oh, yeah. really focused on three, char- four characters. Very interesting, the ones they did focus on, right? Because right off the bat, you got Baraka, Sonya, mm-hmm. which makes sense because they had Ronda Rousey do her voice. Although my brother was not convinced that's Ronda Rousey's likeness for Sonya. Well, it's, it's not, is it? It's, it's uh, mocap, isn't it? It's just a... Uh... Yeah, I, I uh, see, I thought it looked kind of like her... I, 
I don't know how I feel about Ronda, Ronda Rousey's business decisions, but I really like her persona that she conveys, mm-hmm. and she seems like a fun addition to Mortal Kombat. I'm surprised she chose. So Mortal that was Kombat. cool. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one to go with. <laughs> yeah, and she leaned into it though. She came out in leather pants. Yeah. She was looking sexy. She was having fun. She seemed. She seemed to have played the games as a child. <laughs> I thought it was a bit cringeworthy when she tried to say that. So. <laughs> Really? Like, it reminded okay, me of, so maybe remember, the, you remember the old E3s with Gears of War where they brought out that guy that was like, yeah, yo, bro, and I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, where they... yeah he tried too <laughs> he hard. Tried I know who you're hard, talking yeah. about. Yeah, um, <laughs> She didn't seem like she was trying too hard, but maybe that was just my take on it. My brother, it, it, it left a bad taste in his mouth, too. I didn't, um, I didn't hate that being there. I mean, the only thing that may resonate with me of her, her presence was I'm thinking, wow, we spent money on this. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and then they leaned into scarlet so those were the three they seemed to headline in my opinion Mm. did you feel like yeah yeah, no no well scorpion was put in like some of the demos they showed because they did that customization thing didn't they with that when they showed him all of his different outfits which they showed you where the microtransactions are going to come from yes saw that yeah Yeah, baraka's jason voorhees now Mm -hmm. um i saw that yeah he also happens to be riddick and I think he kind of looked like some other alien being in some of those other videos. But yes, yes. Uh, I saw where all my money's going to apparently go. Mm. Hope it's free. <laughs> it it won't be. be. <laughs> um, and Raiden looks a fuckload like Superman does in Injustice. But yeah. hey, I digress. Yep. <laughs> he got both. Although they weren't actually feet. They weren't in the... Um, the, the sort of the gameplay stuff, but you saw like a cutscene no. of Liu Kang, Kung Lao were in it briefly. Um, Shao Kahn. Oh, like, they kept that. flashing that damn Shao Kahn pre-order like every five seconds at your face and said on the on the stream, pre-order, pre-order, he's pre-order. Ripped. You, he's <laughs> ripped. Do you want to get homoerotic with Sh- Shao Kahn? You can <laughs> pre-order the game. Let's go. You weak, pathetic. <laughs> oh no! Wait, what was it? You're next. Yeah, that's it. You're next. Okay. You're next. That shit kept flashing on the screen. I said, "What does that?" Yeah, no, I, was I studied that. strategic like, communication. Is Ed Boon going to come I'm after lost. me? So. <laughs> <laughs> if Ed Boon came after you, all you'd look to be getting was a grilled cheese and some chicken soup. He's a sweet guy, but uh, but man, his team comes up with some fucked up shit. Okay, can I just mm-hmm. let's just do it? That Baraka fatality. <laughs> Oh my god! Those, those fatalities in general, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> okay." You know, I was wondering how they were going to one up your guts coming out of your mouth. Mm. Question answered. Yeah, we we're going to slice people apart, pull their brains, and then we're going to take a nice big. Ch- they did. They really emphasized the whole pause here, the the, the sweet spot, didn't they? In their fatalities, mm-hmm. that, that was previewed in the trailer of the VGAs where they did the your yeah the your next. But that's actually the fatalities, isn't it? It's, that's how they stopped them. They saw freeze frame. Look at this score. <laughs> so. Yes. So, uh, but. All that said, it looks fucking awesome. It does look pretty cool, actually. It reminded me that I need to play Mortal Kombat XL because I just really haven't even played the campaign of that. I won't be buying this day one. There's no. no. <laughs> so it's like, see you in a year's time when you've got I'm the complete so behind. So, yeah. I'm so behind. I, there's no way. Can you please put the turtles in this one, though? I, it's cute that they're in Injustice, <laughs> but can we put them in the real game? Yeah. Now, can the fucking Ninja Turtles get all Eastman and Laird and start fucking people up? <laughs> I want to see a Ninja Turtle get decapitated. I want to show... No, I'm not going to... Well, I think they've run out of horror franchise, haven't they? Because they put, like, Jason... Yeah, my daughter loves the Ninja Turtles. I want to call her down and watch Donnie get decapitated. (laughs) 
I won't do that. But there's a certain appeal to it. Um, you know what? Put the battle toads. <laughs> That's why my sister sold them out. <laughs> Rash zits and pimple. Anyway, um, a lot of people were saying, "Well, it's great that they remade Mortal Kombat 2. I don't get that. No, vibe I didn't feel that way personally. Yeah. yeah, it's got Raiden and Baraka kind of doing their same shit, but like otherwise, it's only a small was amount. Only it's, from it, nine. Yeah, it's Scott. Sonia wasn't even in MK. No, too. she wasn't. <laughs> not to get not to get all fanboy on you guys, but. <laughs> And what about Jarek? Is it Jarek Jareth? Something like that, yeah. But I, he he kind of is named after David Bowie's character in Labyrinth, but like he was interesting too because I was like, huh. He, so Ed Boon finally dug out the design documents for War Gods and threw one of those <laughs> cancelled characters into Mortal Kombat. He, he reminded me of um, uh, the Fox's depiction of um, Apocalypse in that X-Men movie. <laughs> so, oh my like, god, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. In in X-Men Apocalypse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah. Boy, that's not my version of Apocalypse. Yeah, hashtag not my Apocalypse. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But you're right. That's totally all the sand was. stuff um, that he was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're right. You know. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter completely agrees. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I don't know how I feel about him, but I'm in. I, looking at that character selection screen, what are we going to get? Like a dozen characters. And then we know that's going to expand out. Those four blocks in the upper left, upper right, lower left, lower right. We know where those. We know how those come in. We've played UMK3. We know. We know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but part of me, because Ed Boon did a little tease on Twitter a while ago where some people were guessing the roster and um, you know, people, I somewhat was speculating because of the whole people comparing it to Smash, thinking, oh, is everybody going to be in it? Um, but no, that's not what's happening here. We're nope. not getting everybody. Nope. <laughs> no way. <laughs> nope. You know what my two... Uh, so I got to ask. So I know my two. My two must-haves, and this is never going to happen... But my two must-haves, Curtis Stryker and Cabal. Yep, I invoked three for both of those. Well, I know, I know a certain strip Mahjong would be happy of that decision. I know he's a big fan of Stryker. So. Oh, is yeah, he? Yeah, I've, Curtis, <laughs> Curtis Stryker is fucking dope. Sometimes you've got a Precinct 13 life, mm-hmm. and that's how you do it. Yeah, Curtis Stryker and uh, Cabal. If you had to pick two, who would your two be? <laughs> well, a w- weird one is uh, this. Is funny enough, if we're talking Mortal Kombat two, I can't like them to go back put put Kintaro back in there. Actually, since they put Goro in okay. the previous, I know it's a weird one. But, sure, but Kintaro um, and and um, you like Tiger Stripes? I get it. And the, well, the other one as well is uh, this is a very very niche one. Is um, remember Chameleon from Mortal Kombat trilogy? So, yeah, <laughs> considering well, Chameleon. Yeah. Okay, you know what, Jim. That's a real Mortal Kombat fans request. Kintaro and Chameleon. <laughs> Done. Those are, the, those are the first ones. I thought mine were rough. Yours are never going <laughs> to happen. I don't think they will. You may as well ask for meat or, while you're or, at Montaro, it. maybe. <laughs> no, but we'll see. I'll, I'll laugh if Kintaro God, comes out as imagine? the sub-boss and I'll be like, fucking jam. Ed, Ed Breen was listening to this podcast. He goes, huh, we should put Chameleon. DLC, guys. Those guys, <laughs> guys, we're going to put Chameleon in there. We're going to do it. Um, I'd love to see Shang Tsung back to being yeah. able to teleport into all the characters. I just don't think they're going to do it. Yeah. That- um, I don't even know how you do it at this point, but it'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, we'll see. 
but eleven was something else. <laughs> I can't. I can't like how they put the eleven in the MK logo. You know, like it's at the end of the M and the beginning mm-hmm. of the K. That's quite clever. I was like, huh, that's cool. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. Their their marketing department's mm. pretty good. I, I don't fucking understand your next, but no, sure, yeah, everything else bit. is good. Uh, I guess briefly, because um, we haven't touched on it, is they they sort of did a quick brief walkthrough of the new fighting system. It looks like you've got kind of like an offense, like an offense and defense bar now, which seems to replace the X-ray move things. So what they're doing mm. is they're making it more like injustice, yeah. but subtle. <laughs> yeah, it's not injustice. It's more combat. <laughs> Right, they're just taking the 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 sweet spots that actually I'll give him credit. Boone's pretty smart. He's taking the sweet spots like he did with Injustice, the parts of Mortal Kombat that could make it into Injustice because Injustice is not Mortal Kombat. Okay. You're being really dismissive if you feel that way. Um, but they're taking the parts of Injustice that are like, huh, that would be pretty cool if we implemented it into Mortal Kombat system, and I'll give it to him. It's gonna be subtle. And I don't know what people are expecting, but it and it also looked fucking dope. Mm. And I love the new uh, fatal finishers or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are fucking brutal. I just love to sit there and watch them and go like, oh. <laughs> Like that's the part that I love about it. It might be worth mentioning this. Mm. This is a slight interest because we, I mean, we 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 talked about this earlier about Switch ports. Is that uh, this is they've proudly said that the Switch version is this is coming, but I have zero interest playing this on the Switch. <laughs> this game, <laughs> that shit's gonna be stripped down. That yeah. is as Mortal Kombat one on the Game Boy. You mark my words right mm. now. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not against them doing it. Absolutely not. But it's just like no, I want to, especially for a f- what? Well. You know, I, I think back to the uh, Bethesda stuff. You know what? If they just strip down the graphics and they can make it work, sure. Yeah. Reminds me of the Vita version of um, MK89. <laughs> you know? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're totally right. That's probably the best analog, and it except, worked. It, it except worked. the um, Switch version will be £10 more expensive than the all other versions. <laughs> well, do you want a card? <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, so... All right. Well, with that, I, I hope you don't mind, but I think we're going to wrap it up. It's been fun. All right. Anything you want to pimp? Uh, I don't know if you have anything. Well, to pimp. I, I br- we just kind of do our well, thing. Like, well, like I said, I've got, I've, I'm doing, I'm covering this stuff over the weekend, but it won't probably be up until the week after, while you know, while I get all edit it all together and stuff like that. But I did actually um, finally record my Resident Evil Two Scenario B Leon thing, which I'm going to actually throw up on YouTube soon. So look out for, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, Sweet. you'll see that it's got some awful yeah. commentary with it as well. <laughs> so. Fantastic. I can't wait. I, I sound quite it. out of it because um, I had like surgery. <laughs> but I, that's even better. Yeah. Like a disoriented jam? Yeah, I, I was like, on my mouth. It's nothing serious. I should say I was having some dental work done so you can hear me gradually recover okay. from the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Uh, so look forward to Jam's dental excursion in Scenario B with Leon. Um, the only other thing I was going to do was I need to follow up. I need to contact Screaming Villains. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Somebody brought up to me. They were like, I've been looking on wine and double switch was supposed to hit everything in 2018. Ah. And then it didn't. And double then switch, switch. It just n- yeah. And then it just never came out and there's no new release date or anything. Huh. And I, I, I mean, this answer is pretty simple. He either has it ready or he doesn't. And maybe something fell through, but uh, yeah, it didn't come out. No. 
I forgot it. I forgot it was coming to the out, of it. Yeah, it won't be a podcast or anything, but uh, as somebody who on his live stream played through Double Switch on the Saturn and still enjoyed it, uh, yeah, curious. So, All right, well, with that, we're going to let you go. It's GamingHistory101.com. That's where you can find us, and we will be back in two weeks to talk uh, with trees mm-hmm. for the next episode. In the meantime, this is Fred saying peace out. I love how that new-